George T, what up? Bill T, what up? <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording a podcast right now, George. Just a heads up. I thought we were playing it back no, for some reason. I don't know why. No, we're, no it's, we're going. We're live. We're live now. Sound so. checks are over. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I've been telling everybody we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a roundtable podcast coming up. And I've been this, here for two weeks now. This is it, man. So George is here in the studio. We tracked him down. We, we usually spend our Saturdays at Cars and Coffee in the morning and then uh, a little bit of breakfast, some crepe action, whatever. And, but we got sidetracked today because some things Double sidetracked. Double sidetracked. Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. But the, the roundtable is going to cover various events. We're going to start from One Crazy Weekend to Octo. One Crazy Weekend, Octo, SEMA Show, the cruise that we had, Andy Finch coming in, a bunch of stuff we're going to cover. But today, what happened today was this morning as we were get together uh george called me said hey are we doing crepes this morning and then yesterday uh two weeks ago there was a show in boulder city and i was walking through the diner and uh this guy chad was like hey man appreciate the podcast thanks so much and i was like oh wow somebody recognized me from the podcast so we get to talk and he's like yeah it's no so cool and i was we just somehow got talking about the bus and he said, you know, my Elgato. Yeah, Elgato that you guys saw the video. If you haven't seen the video, go on YouTube and check the video out. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Everybody that listens to the podcast, like go and subscribe. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. So uh, you know, if I start getting some views, I might start getting paid. Guys, the goal here is to get me to quit and be the full time VW guy doing all this stuff for you guys. But uh that's that's way down the road. Either way, what we're talking about is at the car show in Boulder City, they have a VW's invade the dam. Met one of the podcast listeners, and they're out of Kingman, Arizona. It's Chad and uh, Chad and Cecil is who we met. So Chad said, oh, "I saw the bus you were doing, man. That would be super rad. Let me have um, my buddy Cecil come check it out. Maybe he's going to buy it." So they came over to the house after the car show. They looked at the bus because I said, "Yeah, I'm going to sell the bus at a fair price." So the bus was sold at a very fair price. Very fair. You know, um, I bought it at a good deal. And I, I wanted to make sure that it went to somebody at a good price. The goal was to get it run into a start it up after so many years, get it run in video, but and not you know. give it to a flipper. <clears throat> right. And and then I just ended up not you know, this guy like he saw it, his buddy's like, no, it's too much work. And then as soon as his buddy said that, he was like, I'm in love with it, man. He's like, Well, I'll loan you the money if you want to buy it. He's like, Will you loan me the money? And so they got to talking back and forth. They said, All right, we'll come back next Saturday and pick it up. So I said, All right, cool. If you guys want it, it's yours. One of those things where it's like I couldn't be more stoked for it to go to a listener of the podcast first mm -hmm. and second, a VW enthusiast that is going to build it and drive it. Like his whole goal is like, he just texted me 15 minutes ago with a picture, like just got home, got it off the trailer. It's in the driveway right now. So he, he's super fired up and stoked. So that makes me happy to be able to pass it on to somebody versus somebody else at the car show would have gotten passing off it. a good deal. Right. And the, the bummer That's part is the, when everybody gets something at a deal, they always got to jack it way up and like not and, a deal anymore. And that's the thing. And even even the fact, I mean, full disclosure, you know, I bought it at a good price and then I sold it for a really good price. And I'm not really, I'm not bashful about saying that the amounts. So I, I bought right. it, I bought it for three, I sold it for six 
and saw new me, tires, I, there was new rims new and tires. tires. I cleaned it up, did a cleaned bunch of cleaned it all up. Actually, got in more of an operational order, yeah, to where it could actually be attempted to fire. Yeah, up. yeah, and it's and it's like I said, I six grand that bus when when you go on for a sixty bullet nose when you go on the Samba go windows and you look at any of that stuff. Jack wheels. I mean, these guys are selling smashed up stuff for Garbage. seven, eight thousand dollars. This bus is a weekend from running. I think Chad's going to get it running. I bet he does. I love to see that thing running. I mean, obviously, it's been sitting for a long time. The guy that I bought it from didn't want to mess with it. He was just wanting to get rid of it. And it, here's the crazy part. I, you know, when I when I saw it there, I said, you know, I, I mean, I don't need it. I need it like a hold the head. <clears throat> and I said, I, I offered him two grand. He goes, Well, I was hoping to get three. I said, You know what? I'll give you three. Like that's how and I was. Had you have not stepped <clears throat> in though. That bus would have sat there and rotted to its demise, oh, never to be seen again 100%. until it was so just gone. So for me, and the reason why I'm full disclosure and stuff like this is because I think that everybody wants to like, oh, Rod, I wonder what he bought it from, what he sold it for. Now, could I have been there and, and told the dude like, oh, I'll give you 1500 bucks? My whole purpose for going there to see this bus was to to get a good price or I could buy. If, if I went there and he said, I want 7000 for it, I'd have said, yeah, I can send yeah. you somebody else. I have no interest in doing that. Now, I bought it for a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons I bought it, I'll tell you honestly, is down at Octo, after the show, I ran into Lind. Lind and I got talking, and he's got a new project he's super fired up about. We were just talking bus talk back and forth. And Lind says to me, he's like, I said, oh, it's so funny. I just had a car show last week, and this guy showed me this bus for sale. Like, I need it. You know, I've been on yeah. a kind of buying tear lately, too many things. And... Uh, last thing I need is another, another bus, another project, another anything. And I said, I was talking to Lynn. This is exactly how it went down. I'm talking to Lynn at Octo. I'm shown in the pictures. He goes, it had a solid rear hatch. He goes, I need that rear hatch. I said, you see how this works, Lynn? I'll go buy that bus now because you need the hatch. I want you to get the hatch that you need. So I'm going to go buy this bus. And don't worry, Lynn, if you're listening. I know you probably saw I sold the bus, bus and you panicked. <laughs> I swapped the hatch out so it has a window hatch, which is what that bus needs. The solid hatch I'll be shipping out to you this week. But I thought I, I said exactly this to Lind. I said, Do you see how this works, Lind? I said, I was kind of on the fence about I don't need I don't need to I could leave this bus there for another year and nobody would know it's there, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's not gonna go sell it. No. But I said, because you brought up to me that you need this hatch, that tells me in our world of VW stuff, I know that you need this hatch. I'm gonna buy the bus so you get the hatch. And then I'll sell the bus to somebody else and give somebody a good deal. And if I make a couple a couple bucks, that's great. I can put I can invest more money. Time and effort. We had to go pick it up. You well, had to put wheels on it. You had to put tires on yeah, it because before the wheels were dead, I brought my dummies over there, but you swapped them out. You spent an entire day cleaning cat hair, and you're allergic to cat like me. I was sick for like three days. Yeah, after exactly. That thing. So <laughs> it was money earned. It was but money earned. It's it's not even that. It was it, I it's was still able a to fair buy price. It. I was able to buy it and give somebody else a good deal. That's crazy because the only rust on that bus was on the front nose. Which is because it was, yeah, he was being hit he, with the sprinklers. Unfortunately, he had sprinklers hitting it. Otherwise, and the guy, it's super and the guy, dry bus. And the cool part is, Chief was kind of disappointed himself for doing that because yeah. you know you could tell he loved the bus. And for me, the most important thing was that bus that it goes to someone who's going to drive it. Yeah. Like whether they build it and drive it or drive it, I'm more of a believer in. I get more excited when somebody puts it together and gets it on the road right away. So it's back to life. You know what I mean? Are you raising your hand as something to say, George? You're stretching. Oh no, I'm <laughs> trying to relieve the throbbing of my finger right now. <laughs> Uh, George smashed his finger. We'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. so anyway, Elgato got on the road and they were getting ready to head over to Cars and Coffee. And then George says, Hey, I just got, I was just on the freeway. I stopped and pulled over and helped Aaron. Aaron Pinnell. He was broke down, lost an oil filter. So this is all at like 7, 7 30 yeah. in the morning. And 
so I told George, I was like, well, let's hang tight. And because you said somebody was someone's in town from England that was going to be at Cars and Coffee. Yeah, Gordy, Gordy Westcote is he's a writer for Volks World and he was heading over to Cars and Coffee. So unfortunately, we didn't get to see him. So I said, well, come over here. I just had to snake George over here. I said, well, he's like, we getting crepes today. I said, well, cruise over here first and help me hang out with me for a few minutes while I transfer this bus. We did a trailer trailer transfer, <laughs> did the whole deal. And then they, uh, they got on the road. And while I had my trailer hooked up, we immediately took about, it's probably about a mile from my house. We rolled down the road, picked up Aaron and uh, loaded him up on his trailer and then unloaded the trailer right there. So him and his buddy could take my trailer, his bus to their house, drop it off and then drop my trailer back off. So got them out of a pinch. Uh, and listen, the moral of the story, guys, not all superheroes wear capes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to leave that there. But what I want to do is we're going to bring in we're going to bring in a guest too because what we're going to start talking about is first we're going to go into one crazy weekend which we're going to talk about one yeah. crazy weekend our guest was at one crazy weekend we'll kind of get we'll get uh, Andy Finch he came out for one crazy weekend we'll kind of get his his input on that but George Spikes Custom Paint and Restoration on uh, Instagram yeah you guys should follow him Andy follow his paint. Facebook page he's Andy the Paint Andy Finch or Spikes Vintage Custom Vintage Restorations yeah. And so we'll give uh, we'll give Andy a buzz here, get him on the line, and then... Uh, <laughs> Man, we're like a real show. This is high tech over here, bro. High tech. Yeah. Hello, governor. Yeah. You're on the air. You're on the air. Hey, <laughs> What's up? What's up, buddy? So, all right, wanna, we're, we're welcoming Andy to the show, so... Uh, Andy, we're just so we're just talking. We're we're doing a roundtable, and we were talking about some events that happened today. But we're now moved on to talking about our experience at the One Crazy Week. And I know that you were you got the award for furthest traveled, which was a nice, a firm handshake by me was the award. And um, yeah, that's on my shelf already. That one, I've, I've saved that one in the middle of my trophy cabinet. So. I, so it's one thing for me, the promoter of the show, to talk about my show and how great it was and all this stuff. But enough about me talking about how great my show was. <laughs> Let's hear you. <laughs> no, honestly, all joking aside, I want to get your impression of first what you heard about about the show because it was really marketed very poorly only to people yeah. that were in the know. And yeah. you made the decision to come all the way here while you also had something else coming up shortly after that. But what was your impression of what it was going to be like versus when you came to the show? What was your experience coming down to that one crazy weekend? Well, obviously, if, I, if I'd have actually gone on the marketing, um, I wouldn't have gone. But um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, you know, after speaking to you at length and you just telling me it was the best show on the planet and um, you know, I'd be crazy to miss it, I thought, well, you know what, I'll listen to this guy and, and we'll head over. So me and my son, decided, Harvey, decided to get on a plane and uh, – come over and see what it was all about. And uh, yeah, it definitely didn't disappoint. That's for sure. I mean, so your thought of what the show was going to be like, I, you, I told you it was a strip cruise, a poker run and some other stuff. Now you had yeah. plans that your plans got a little bit sidetracked. You had, you had a car here. <laughs> are you what are you laughing for? <laughs> you had a car. So your, so your dream was, I'm going to be in the States, the land of the free, the home of the brave. I'm going to get in this little German 50-year-old car that I've never seen before, and I'm going to drive across the desert, the world's deadliest desert, to go to Las Vegas. And then you had yeah. visions of grandeur of just you and Harv t t taking it easy, 
bombing over here, but things got a little bit sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely didn't quite go as planned. You know, but I don't really want to go into that in too much. No, detail. but I mean, the things ha- uh, things happen, right? So you thought you were going to cruise down yeah, here, and one yeah. of the one, one of the I key mean, things about being at a show is you want to have your car, right? Hundred percent. I mean, you know, I didn't I didn't want to travel halfway around the world and not have my car. The whole plan was to get my car, pick it up from LA. And obviously, and drive it across, as you claimed, the world's dead, deadliest desert uh, with my son, and then, um, you know, and make it. You know, we didn't quite make it um, as we planned. We did make it in the car. You did make it all the way here. Bit. A little sidetrack, you know, a little think, problem. Yeah, and you know, I spoke obviously whilst we were stopped, we had 130 miles to go, and I rung up my old mate, my old mate Bill T, and said, "Listen, I don't think I'm going to make it. We've got a bit of a gearbox issue." Um, and then he was like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, don't worry about it. Just put your location on, and if you break down, I'll come and get you. So we made the decision just to keep on driving, and yeah, it seemed like the faster we went, the less gearbox noise it made. So um, we <laughs> just, just clearing yourself out. Yeah, I mean, and, li- uh, listen, the motor ran strong. The motor still runs strong. It's a strong, strong little motor, right? I mean, yeah, it, it moved like, the motor's really good. good. I mean, it's twenty-two seventy-six. It's really nice. It pulls well. Hence the reason why we were doing well. You know, obviously a bit faster than we should have been, but. Um, we made it um, clonking and crashing and banging into your to your house, and then we had to drive all the way across Vegas to uh, George's shop because George was going to fix the car for me that night. Um, <laughs> how it even got to George's shop, I was we were quite amused, um, but he got there. But then it had to stay there because it was a little bit too uh, too broken for it to be fixed over. We could have done it, obviously, and George was going to do it. We had a gearbox, we had everything to do it, but. He just threw his van keys at me and said, you might as well just use that. So it was a lot less hassle. We were tired, and um, it was a pretty cool bus, and and that's a really, really cool thing for someone to do. So we thought we wouldn't you know, upset him, and we'll just take his bus and drive that around all weekend. There you go. Right. So, so that's what we do. And then on the way back on the way back to the hotel, we did a short little strip cruise, which was which that was your first time actually cruising down yeah. Vegas Boulevard in George's bus on the way, on the way to check in the hotel. Yeah. I mean – well, I've never been to Vegas before, so I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, driving to Georgia shot from yours around the sort of the outskirts of Vegas, all I was really concerned about was trying to stop the gearbox from falling out. And then, so I didn't really pay much attention to it. But the next drive, obviously, from there to back to the hotel was just, it was almost surreal, you know, not to, not being able to do, to be able to do that. It was literally just, oh my God, we're driving down, you know, down a strip, safari's open, just, just in dusk. It was just starting to get dark and it was just, yep. Yeah, we're actually doing this. Living so, the dream. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, the other part too is you're a little jet lagged, right? Because you just flew over, so <laughs> you're in a little bit of a jet lag. I mean, is it is it was the jet lag worse coming here or going there? Uh, it wasn't uh, probably worse coming because we we'd stayed up for like thirty two hours or something ridiculous um, with all the dramas and stuff. But um, when we got to yours, it was just like this huge, great wave of relief. Just thinking, God, at least we're here yeah. and we're on our way to the hotel and it, it, everything's cool now. You know, I think the concern was obviously being in the middle of the desert and looking around you. And if everyone's done that drive from LA to Vegas, they'll know what I mean. And it's just a lot of nothing. You know, we had water in the car, the car's hot. It was, it was really hot. And all I was worried about was sitting on the side of the road with the vultures circling, you know, thinking, <laughs> yeah, because because as oddly as it is, right, you 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 land in Southern California, you're driving around over there. The weather's nice and cool, but as soon as you come up that Cajon Pass and drop into the high desert, it's not that bad. And then as you come down that first hill, you start to get closer to sea level, and it starts to get a little more desolate and a little more desolate until you just see one highway going through 
this vast wasteland of nothing. And then it's a little bit warm too. When you guys were coming, it was still, it was still probably in the in low nineties. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you guys were on your way here. Yeah. And I think one of the funniest things of the journey is Harvey kept burning his arm on the chrome strip on the top of the <laughs> on the door. Every time he put his hand, it, literally, he put his hand in the car then for like a couple of minutes and then put his arm back on the window to rest his arm on it and then he burnt his arm. He must have done it like 20 times. <laughs> so it was warm. Well, that's that's why you carry the microfibers in the car just to put it over the over the windowsill when you put your arm out there. Yeah, because I, I didn't think it would be cleaning on your behalf, would it? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. So, so now you, so now you get you get down here. You had a little little pickle with the car, but you got we suited you up. You yeah. got into another car, and then um, the sh- so. What's your take? I mean, have you ever been to a show like that uh, where it's at a hotel and everything's kind of on location? No, um, there's a show in Europe called Inove, which is um, it's all based in the town. Everyone stays at a hotel. It's you know quite a bit different, but it's on the same sort of you know it's the same sort of thing, but not obviously what you did. And um, so it, it's a really cool vibe to be able to literally cut, walk out of the hotel and the show cars are right in front of you. And you then, know, and the, and the go ahead. Go on in a big parking lot and and to see so many cars there on the. On the Friday, wasn't it? On yeah, the Friday, yeah. We, yeah, there was just so many cars there already. When your show doesn't officially start till the Saturday, I was just shocked, you know, to see just how many and how many nice cars were there, you know, already. Yeah, and then <clears> the, what? And what was your impression of the 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 so the strip cruise that night was the night that uh, you 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 were carless at this point. George had his bus, yeah. and then, um, you know. And then you, I know that, so there's a, the, the cool part is there's a connection, right? There's a connection between the two yeah. cars, right? Your Gia yeah. and my notchback, right? Both, yeah. yours was painted by Steve, built for Dennis Hyde, and mine was, and, and actually, if you listen to the podcast with Steve, Steve told Dennis, I'm going to use that paint color that you have on yours, but I'm going to put some, uh, put a little bit of pearl and stuff on it so they're not the exact same color, but... He said, I'm going to use your paint on my notchback. And so your gear was painted yeah. first. They're both the same color, but painted by the same guy, which I thought was pretty cool, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then I let you step into the future. I mean, what was that like, <laughs> really? I mean, for you. Oh, man. I mean, I think it was just, uh, to be fair, I mean, seeing the car sitting there, and I, had a good, I was looking at it and that, and, and it, it was more Harvey, if anything. He said to me, he said, oh, this is just the coolest thing. And I said, you know, and I said, yeah. And I said, he said, do you reckon we could, he'd let us take that down the strip tonight? And I think the, the answer was in about two seconds, take what you want <laughs> yeah. from you. So, I, I mean, I don't need asking twice, you know. So we were in, that's it. We just jumped in the car. And that 20 minutes of driving from one end of the strip to the other, it was just, you know, a beautiful night. Thousands of people there. Everyone was on the overpasses, videoing, taking photos, just Volkswagens everywhere, up and down the strip. It, that that there for me was just, you know, it's one of the, off the bucket list that for me that one. Just yeah. an absolute trip doing that, yeah. And so what a lot of people, what I didn't know because the, the article that was written on that car is real short and small. And unless you're paying attention to the details, you don't know out of the gate and nobody really instinctively knows that that car is a full auto. It's a full auto trans in the 64 in a 64 um, notchback. So what was your take on cruising the strip in a full auto? Uh, uh, 
well, first thing was I thought, I hope I don't break down. Um, <laughs> well, because listen. I'm not even going to be able to bump start this thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. And there's a lot and of people one of those pushing cars. the car around in front of. Well, you know, I thoroughly. Yeah, I th- um, we, we did. Yeah, we had a bit of a transmission leak, didn't we, if you remember right? Well, but, um, it only leaks when you stop, Andy. <laughs> and there's a lot of stopping on the street. Well, you got to keep going. It's got to keep keep going. Yeah, that was a. No, that was cool. I mean, uh, I didn't know. It was, I didn't even know it was an automatic until I got in it because it looks like it's got a, a, a stick in it. You yeah. know the way that it's been done. And I was like, oh my god! And then obviously after a bit of faffing around and working out how to do everything with all the Knight Rider futuristic buttons, which works <laughs> everything, including the electric windows, <laughs> right. which are just uh, you know, you, you, I think I had the, the quickest crash course in how to drive that car. That was like, there's a key, push the button, off you go. And I was like, what? I, what does everything do? You know? I probably spent a solid minute talking to you, at least a <laughs> oh, solid. Yeah. You had a full shake. Are you sure it was that long? I think it was more like <laughs> might have been, five seconds. I had a lot going on that night. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I could actually just not even remember how to open the door. I was just sitting in the car thinking, I can't even open the door. I'm glad <laughs> this is convertible because I'd be stuck in it. I wouldn't even know how to open it. It was confusing. But we know it was cool. I mean, and doing the strip, you know, and everyone was going mad for it. You know, the videos, the, the photos and... And to do that, and especially at night, with all the madness going on that's in the strip, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty special. That, yeah, I think cruising the Las Vegas Boulevard is really one thing that's. It, you can cruise a lot of downtown of this place and that place and whatnot, but when you're going down Las Vegas Boulevard, there's so many people that are just there doing whatever they're doing, and there's thousands of people on the sidewalk just going from hotel to hotel. But when they see a huge caravan of all these cars coming through, then you just start seeing cameras turning on and all kinds of stuff. And and I think it's it, it's a place that I don't know if you could get some. I mean, even you cruise Whittier Boulevard in California, it's the other people in the cars that are checking you out. But on Vegas Boulevard, you've got all the all the spectators on the side of the road that are just watching the cars, which yeah. I think makes it so cool. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and the amount of and the amount of people as well that were just like. I think that with driving that future shock, it was just like, well, if you didn't actually know what it was, you wouldn't know what it was, you know, and these people are just like, what even is that car? Right. What is that you're driving? You know, it's got no roof on it. You know, it's just a trip of a car to be in, let alone, you know, sitting behind a dashboard with all the digital gauges. <laughs> was, you know, people are literally walking up to the side of the car because obviously it's quite slow. And when you stop the traffic lights, <laughs> looking in and just like, what even is that? You know, the amount, amount of times we had, that's Night Rider, that's Night Rider. We was like, <laughs> no, well, not quite, you know. The shade's a little bit different, a but little bit. Now I can see the similarities, yeah. But so what was your, you know, and so for interestingly enough about our show, because it was, and we jokingly said that it was poorly marketed, but it was really marketed to the people that listened to the podcast, to the people that came to the first event and the second event. And so it's, I don't want to say it's a niche group, but I put out a bunch of flyers and a lot, some people came, randoms that came, but every, I think everyone that's come from the first year, it's grown to the second year, to the third year, and everybody that's come is now going to it because there's this huge hangout in the parking lot, and because there's not 50 different things going on, everybody just congregates right there at the parking lot. So you can kind of go from group, yeah. group to group and, and kind of get to meet some people. What are, uh, what are some of the memorable things that you remember from being like some of the parking lot stuff going on out there? Um, I think the – the friendliness of the people, which was really cool, um, being able to go around and talk to people, and that there was no attitude from people. You know, there was a such a big mix of cars there, from full-on show cars with the Type Threes, through to the the Mexican guys with that with the like old-school themed hydraulic 
Mexican Beetle to complete stockers to, you know, and, and there wasn't any, oh, look at this, you know, we'll sit over here because we're into that. Everyone was sort of, it was just quite like an old school show. You know, that was what I liked the most, you know, and everyone felt, made you feel, you know, welcome within the group, wherever it was you were talking to. You know, I like to talk to people and it was nice to get about, you know, and made us feel welcome and, it, you know, it was a lot to take in. And at the same time, it was really, really enjoyable. I mean, I like the fact that there was nothing else going on apart from the cars. Right. Shows are just destroyed by the rubbish that goes on, you know. The stuff, I don't take this the wrong way, but it's stuff for kids and that. This, and I think I've got a cake of this stuff, but, you right. know, the, all the rubbish you buy at the shows, the, oh, I've got to have a fun, fun fit. None of that. It was literally cars and people that like cars and cool shit and stuff to do, driving, do what you want. Go in the go in the uh, casino, have a quick gamble, come back outside, have something to eat. You know, you had a bar on site. It was just exactly what I would I would go to a show for. And I think the not the hardcore, but the people who actually enjoy going to car shows, that's what it's for. Yeah, you know, and that was brilliant. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think the Orleans is a great venue. Just having it, just yeah. having all the amenities attached to the show, make it for a very comfortable show. Well, yeah, it I mean, there's such a diverse uh, selection of cars there, right through to uh, Johnny Omanson's um, full-on yeah. eight-second street car, which he managed to go and do a massive burnout with, you know, and then it was just crazy. It was to see that there and to be driven on the street. Yeah, You know, people say, oh, yeah, my car's a street car, and it clearly isn't, but that one clearly is a street car, and the guy's, you know, even though he looks quite scary, he, he's such a nice bloke, such you know, and we sat there talking. Yeah. He's so yeah, nice. Like know. it's very off-putting how nice he is. Yeah, no, he, like, I mean, yeah. all those guys that came up from Phoenix. I mean, there was a huge turnout of guys from Phoenix, man. And all yeah. the all the people from Phoenix, Phoenix and Tucson, those guys will all be back next year because everybody yeah. had such an enjoyable time. Because I, I think the big thing is like sometimes you go to a car show, right? And then you're you're like you you quarantine your car and then you can't touch your car or drive your car or do any of the things that that there's a reason you have your car. And I think that's one of the things that's going to keep this event true to being what it is, right? I think so. I think as soon as it gets, as soon as you start getting security, as soon as you, as soon as you start trying to do anything else, it waters the show down. It, it just turns into just something. It's just not it. You've got to stick to exactly how you start the show. Right. Stick to this and do not change it. Nope. No yeah. matter what anyone says, oh, yeah, we, you've got a bigger car park. That's fine. Yeah. Stay at the venue. Have got to do this. You've got to, no, you haven't. Right. What you did there was exactly what a car show needs to be. You know, people there to, be, to get to know each other, to talk to each other, do the things, admire the cars, look at the stuff. The show was cool. You know, the, the poker run was just such a laugh. Yeah. You know, that is something that I'd never done before, and it was brilliant, you know, to actually get in your cars at the end of the day and still do something and hang out and, you know, and actually do to drive the cars, not just look at them. And it was nice to see all the, the show cars as well out, driving doing the poker run i mean Absolutely. what did you say there was eight, 85 people doing it yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah out in their cars the largest one we've know. had yeah it was well, big I, I, yeah so and i thought but you know my my motivation behind the poker run comes from the time that george and i did bull run right like the best fun yeah. we ever had was being in our car for like three weeks almost and just yeah. driving from venue to, from something to something and it was like now we were with this misfit group of people, but being with all of these people, it was like every night it's kind of the same group. We're kind of creating some camaraderie, but we get to drive our cars and that's what made it so fun. And it was like a, it was like the reason you have your car to drive it. Right. So yeah, for, for me, 
I, I think the poker run is like, cool, we're all as groups cruising together to different locations. But another layer of fun is there's a chance I could win $1,500 in cash, which was suit, which for me, I'm jealous that, you know, like I look at the poker run and think like, man, that, it looks like such a good time to be a part of because of all of, you know, the action of getting the cards, going to the different yeah. venues, checking that stuff out. So I really, yeah. I, I enjoy the ending of it. Everybody's lined up and I deal you your last card. And then uh, we give, yeah. I mean, we give away greenbacks. We're not giving you a big fake check. We're giving you ca- cash money. <laughs> five minutes later, you're walking away with a, a wad of hundreds, you know? Yeah. So, no, it was good. I mean, and, we, and you know, obviously Harvey was my, uh, he was, you know, he was my co-pilot. I was driving, and obviously we're driving at night, and I had no idea where I was going. I was with a group of guys we didn't know. Um, you know, it was just the madness of all that, and, you know, it was guidance. Where it's just, I had never done anything like that. You know, normally you go to a show, you do whatever you got to do, and, um, you know, each show has got their own thing. They can't all be the same. I, I get no. that, you know, yeah. but to do something to actually get to drive your cars around, and, with no hassle, do you know what I mean? There's no grief, no nope. police around giving you ag, you know, that as long as you just behave yourselves and don't drive like divs, right. you know, there's no reason for them to, to give you any sort of bother, you know, and I think that's a good thing about it, you know. I think also the fact that you that we break everybody up in those groups, and like you said, you don't know the guys yeah. you're with, but by the end of the poke run, you kind of know the guys you're with, you know, Absolutely. just from going to location, guy, location. Uh, that's it, I think Troy, is it Troy? Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, he, I didn't know him. He was obviously leading the group and he introduced him to us. We started talking, you know, and then we're really good mates already, you know, and he, he, we talk a bit on, on Instagram and that. And obviously I met him when I came over um, a couple of weeks ago and obviously he came out. We went and did the, the drive out into the desert and that. So from just doing that poker run, you know, you you sort of gain some friends and some people you didn't know before. You, it's, it's brilliant. I like it. And I, I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that- I mean... Go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, we haven't talked about that. Like, so you did the show here, the one crazy yeah. weekend. Yeah. And then two weeks later, two or three, two or three weeks later, you're coming back for SEMA show, yeah. which is pretty insane. That's right. Yeah. That's coming back halfway yeah. around the world twice in now a month. Did, now, did you hit? So, my question was, did you have SEMA booked first? SEMA was booked first. SEMA was always, we were always going to SEMA. We booked that last year, way before you invited me over for um, your show. And um, to be honest, I mean, it's a bit of a, that's a big extravagance. Deal. <laughs> I know people think, lot. oh, you know, he's taking the piss and he's this. Uh, but to be fair, you did cover pretty much most of my, you know, <laughs> and it was lovely. You know, it was you invited me and, and didn't just invite me and invite us and and, and, and and covered most of it. So to be fair, that's uh, I'll be stupid not to, to turn that down. You know, what I mean, no, we listen. I mean, and when you didn't have a car, we got you a car. We got you. Yeah, we got you suited and booted. And, and the, the whole thing was just to come down, enjoy the experience. And just and I even tell people, you know, Russell with Old Speed a couple of years ago, he just showed up with his bug and hung out. And it's the first time he'd been to a show in yeah. years. Yeah where he was yeah. actually participating in the show. Like he had his car yeah. and was driving around the poker run, did the strip cruise, you know, whatever. And I encourage everybody, like especially the people that are in the VW hobby, just bring a Volkswagen, come and hang out. Come back to why you're in the hobby for the people, for the fun, Absolutely. for the hanging out, you know. And one of the things I really I really like about our event is there's not there's not a click of guys where Oh, these forty cars or these fifty cars are this club, and they don't talk to other people. And like, if you're coming, if you're coming to one crazy weekend, I mean, if you don't like talking to people, you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy it. But if you like talking to people about your car, if you like to exchange stories, you like to meet new people, 
I mean, that's the that's the whole purpose behind the event is just to have a good time doing it. So yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to next year. I'm starting to get artwork. Um, yeah going for the next for next year's event hopefully bill don't go on vacation again so we can get everything handled there's yeah. another reason for the poor marketing is going on an extended vacation yeah 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 a little, little, little detour to mexico for a couple of months did not help but that that no, won't be that not. Will not I mean, be but to be fair i mean it, it, the whole show was it was just you know insane and you know i had the honor of you know helping out with the judging for the uh you know the, the best of show and and george was you know it was just to, to you know just to do that and to look at the cars and some of the guys that won were just, they were so enthusiastic about winning and so happy. I mean, one of the guys there was in tears that he'd won yeah. a trophy. Everyone yeah. was just, yeah. and, and let, there's one, you know, one thing that a certain um, man told me when I was over last time, he said, and I remember, so if you remember who this was, but he said, the clock is ticking. And I'll tell you what, that right there was something that just thought, do you know what, what are we doing? You know, do as much as we can when we can, That's because it. if, if it's just a waste. You've got these lovely cars. You know, people have got collections of cars. They put them away. They don't use them. They just look at them and they think, yeah, check me out. I've got all these cars stashed away. You know, I I, I drive all my cars, all of them. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. stash cars away to look at. Everything gets used. And it's just nice to, you know, to get out use them and do stuff, you know. And the great thing about coming out there was 99% of the time, you know you're going to have good weather, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that my... My wipers didn't quite work, or well, half the car didn't. But you know, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and, and so when you came back, so you came back for the SEMA show a couple weeks later, and yeah. um, you flew into town. You your plan was originally you were going to go spend some time in LA, then just dip into Vegas for SEMA. But after meeting the people of Las Vegas, who are so welcoming and warm. <laughs> You decided. Yeah, we sort of changed our plans a bit. Yeah, and then, so then you you were lucky enough. We had your car here. Your car was all dialed in and ready for you to use. Um, yeah. And then we ended up kind of planning a, a little cruise. How was? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be completely different, right? Like for me, if I go cruise a car up in in, in England, it's going to be all this greenery and rolling hills and knolls and castles and stuff like that. But out here, you know, <laughs> knights on horses, knights on horses, the royal family the will be there. Yeah, there's always that. Queen. The, the oh, sorry, queen, no. Let's well, try the king. No, the He's king. Out. The king's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that all the time, you know. <laughs> Benny no, Hill. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, we, what did we do? We went to a, a cars and coffee morning, um, and I was thought I would go there, have a coffee, hang out, have a donut or seven, and then go home again. Right. Yeah. But then um, for some reason we just you just told me about this little trip you're going on, and then we ended up driving two hours out into the desert, however far it was, to some saloon, and it was literally straight roads, you know, desert, sand, more desert. Yeah. You know, sounds didn't like see any camels, obviously, but <laughs> no, it was a, it was a, yeah, didn't cowboys. We saw a few of them, if you remember rightly. Yeah. Yep. But no, apart from that, you know, it's just and such a nice drive, you know, and that was really the first, the, the proper drive I've had in my car after George pretty much went through absolutely everything and fixed a lot of it. And it's so nice to get in a car and feel that the guy that's done the work on it, you know, has put his a bit of effort into it and it's it worked. Everything works and drove nice, drove real well, you know, and it was just nice to do that. Now I know that that bit's sorted. It makes life, next time I come over, that I know that, I can just jump in a car and drive it with That's no right. egg, you know, because it it wasn't just round the block to the coffee shop. It was a good, what, well, good hour and a half drive out into the desert, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, what did you so, think about this? So that cars and coffee that you went to, that happens every Saturday. Every Saturday here, there's yeah. 
a couple hundred cars meet up in a parking lot and there's a little restaurant yeah. and stuff like that around to eat at. Mm. They have stuff like that over there in, in England every Saturday? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have, we do, we do have uh, means obviously in the summer, there's loads, you know, there's loads of places that do them. We've got horror shops that do it. You know, um, types of detectives does it. You know, there's a, there's a place here called caffeine and machine, which has something every, every weekend for different people. But you know we are limited on on the weather and, and stuff yeah, like that. Weather's so, your guys' main problem there. You guys don't yeah. have sunshine like we do. And getting us all together—that's the other thing—is getting people to drive their cars. You know, when you lot are together, it's just everyone just goes, "Yeah, right, sweet, we'll just go for a drive." And I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's unplanned, and I like that. You know, but it's, a lot of the time, there's only a few of us really. You're just like, right, come on, let's get the cars, and they're always driving them. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, to get everyone together without any with a load of hassle. It just, uh, you know, it's just one of them. So it's just nice to see everyone out their Volkswagens and just driving, you know. Yeah. yeah. No. It was it, it? Listen, it was a. It's been a jam packed month for for me, especially yeah. with not not even SEMA was really cool. Like, yeah. we, at one point, it was Jason Stratton, Andy Finch. That's you, Andy. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had uh, Kenny. Kenny Fitzer. Kenny yeah. Fitzer. Mike from Dubfab. Uh, me, Bill from Let's Talk. Bill Dubs from Let's there. Talk yeah. Dubs. Yeah. Like all these people were all congregating in one area at SEMA, just like shooting the breeze and, and and talking to each other. Yeah, in a windy, cold environment, and nobody was going inside. <laughs> Everybody sat there talking to each other. I was like, I'm glad we all met up to yeah. go talk in the yeah, outside by these two buses. Because so, and now I want to get your take also. So when you were down the first time and I ran you back to California, we drove by Kenny Fitzer's place and yeah took a look at the wide body buses and all that stuff and then you know you saw you saw a little bit on the internet then you got to meet kenny face to face then you came back and saw saw him at the uh sema show so what was the take on any any feedback or anything from people on that side uh, on over there in in the uk about that bus is had, do people know about that uh, thing oh out there? yeah i mean listen i put a post up saying how i you know i really like them you know, and I think you have to see them in the flesh to appreciate just how good they are okay. and how different they are, you know, but they are literally, there is no middle ground. There is so much love, so much hate for those things, yeah. you know, and obviously on the internet, there's just people who just can't help themselves. They have to, they have to voice their opinion no matter what, <laughs> yeah. you know, my mum always told me, if you've got nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Right. But there's these people who, who live behind a computer screen who will just run the mouth no matter what. Yeah. You know, uh, because there's no recourse for what they're doing. And do you know what? So what? That These things are cool. And then, you know, there's about a million standard buses, a million lowered buses, but they're the only two like that. That's and, do you know, the fact that it got, I think it was a bit of a, maybe a 60-40 split, to, uh, the more love than there was, was hate, because obviously people, it was across the board where there was not just Volkswagen guys loving them now, you know. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's people there's normal car people there's new car guys thinking yeah that's rad you know that's really cool and then you've got the old school v-dub guys you know who just can't stand it there's old school you know car people who can't stand it but i just think you know if they all did the same thing it'd just be boring wouldn't it it goes back to the same what we talked about patina shiny paint there's a custom bus back in the 80s those things would have been welcomed with open arms you know look at these Bad things, you know, but yeah. so what? Uh, they're, they're, it's, it's an incredible achievement to build those buses in eight weeks and what they are. Agreed. So I think they're brilliant, you yeah. know, and Kenny or undercover Kenny, as I call him, because he likes being undercover. Yeah, yeah he's, so, it, uh, it, it's funny because he's super low key. We're just hanging out by the buses and and uh, people came up to him and 
we're talking about some things. Somebody's like, yeah, you know, I like to build the bus. Says, okay, I can build it for you. No problem. He's real low key about yeah. like, yeah, if you want to build, nope, no problem. You know, he's, he's actually, I'm talking to Kenny right now, helping him work out some stuff on, uh, he's going to yeah. build another one for himself. Another one. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's going to be <laughs> like, like a real wild bus. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll introduce that to the VW world when they're ready for that one. But, uh, I'm, I'm helping him right now make some connections with some of the people in cool. the industry with some of the stuff. And, and it's funny because at first when we went through it, he was talking about how everybody in the VW world was like, yeah, no, no, we'll just uh, charge you regular price. Yeah, sure. You're going to make, yeah, sure. You're going to tag me in your posts, you know? And then now that those buses were done, everybody's like, wait, what can I do to be a part of your, to be a part of your next build? Because those buses, one of the things, if, if anybody's savvy with social media at all, I think what one of the difficult things is trying to everybody wants something to go viral and they try to do some trick to do that. Those buses went viral just based on the fact of what they were, you know, yeah. and, and people sharing them and encouraging their buddies to look at them. And I don't think you can plan something like that. But when you build something so unique, I mean, there's there's no chance but it going viral. I mean, I even Kenny called me this week and he said, Oh yeah, some of the one of the big VW people were here asking me like, "Hey, we really like to be part of your next build." And he says, "Well, Bill talked to you about you know doing some stuff previously, but you guys kind of said no." <laughs> so, yeah. So it it's pretty funny, but I think I think it's it's interesting that so much has been going on in the VW stuff worldwide, and especially yeah. from you to be kind of where you're at on on your on that island over there, and then to come over <laughs> here and see just the diversity of the hobby because maybe sometimes and that's maybe what, what i'm thinking is sometimes do you kind of get kind of caught in a little bit of a bubble because you're always building a certain level of vehicle you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah i mean i think it's it's nice to see i mean it's nice to see the the craziness that people still want to do you know and coming to your show was nice because there was such a diverse you know, a crowd there. Yeah. It's good to see that. And my gear is a little bit ratty. You know, it's got a funky interior, you know, who it's just, it's not what I'd normally own, but do you know what? No one was really paying that sort of attention to it. They were not going, Oh man, look, there's a, there's a, there's a mark here or this is damaged. They were just looking at the car as a whole going, yeah, that's, that's, that's got a cool look to it. It's got a cool stance. We like the way it looks. Dude. The engine bay is clean now. It's tidy. And I was thinking, not one person said anything about the paint. <laughs> Thinking, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But I mean, oh, so yeah. so so by you being here and in that car, it, if you drove that Gia in England to a show, would everybody just give you a hard time about, oh, what are you oh, doing? Absolutely. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Well, your name is yeah, Andy the Paint, and that's one of the worst paint jobs yeah, yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Is on that Gia. So. That, oh yeah, that'd be Andy the shit. <laughs> so yeah. But I mean, so it, I think, was it a little, a little less, uh, like a little less worrisome for you to be? I mean, yeah, not that you absolutely. really care, but it's one of those things. Like when everybody knows that's your trade, you have to show up in something that's a level. Like it's got to mm. be a level ten, or don't bother showing up. I disagree. But, I look well, what well, I roll no, around. Well, but what I, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like I, I think I think for for him it's kind of you know he feels a pressure that he's got to. You can't show up with with this not dialed in or that because then everybody's just say, oh yeah, I've because everybody's looking to take their shots, right? They want to take a shot of the paint. And go, yeah, oh, gosh, look, I've yeah. seen his personal car; it's trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's it. You know, and I, I do. You know, I do like to have wherever I have. You know, it's got to portray 
you know, if I, I'll drive my own car that looks like the cars I'm building for other people, you know? Right. So that's what it is. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. That, that gear is getting painted, you know? So when, <laughs> when George pulls his finger out and gets his booth, I'm coming over and that yeah. car's getting painted. It's yeah. not going to be do what I normally do, but it's, it's at least it's going to be all one color, yeah. you know, and not like bits hanging off of it. You don't and, like uh, they, bl- yeah, they blend on the nose. You don't like the way they did that. <laughs> I, could, I, didn't, you know, I, mean, I couldn't I, even notice did, it. Uh, did you do that? Was that you? Was it George? Did you it do was that? not. That was me. That's, <laughs> a, that's, 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 that's a good enough for Bill T finish right that there. Is. Yeah, it's good enough. You know, yeah, absolutely. Finish. You're not going to no, see it in the pictures in the magazine. <clears throat> exactly. In all the pictures, you know, my, my, my friends here are going, yeah, that's really clean. That looks a really nice car. And I was laughing thinking, man, if you'd ever seen the paint yeah. on the front of that thing, it, you know, it, it's terrible. We, we were laughing at it, you know, me and George were laughing at it, but we're going to, I want to put it back to its original color, which is the, the terror. Is it, I don't know what brown it is, but it's a darker brown than under the bonnet, un, inside the car. It's still the original color. So to put it back to its original color, it will take a few days. It won't take long. And it would just be a quick, you know, a quick throw, a few days. paint over it and make it, yeah, and just make it all one color and half decent, you know. I need yeah. some Andy the paint so, lessons. <laughs> I actually do. I need I need no, to learn well, from a ninja. You know, sure. Well, that that would be yeah, fun. Well, that'll be fun. And what we'll do is we'll we'll uh, we'll try to film that. Is if if you come over, we'll set it up, and I'll get it. Uh, I'll be the cinematographer. Bill's got to fund the booth first. <laughs> Let's do he that. said, "I got to get a booth first, Bill." Yeah, well, I'll find you a booth. I mean, it maybe it used to have been a, an old cat house, old cat shed, or something. But mm. I'll call it a booth. But, yeah, I can imagine. So, so overall, your experience here at the states. Now, how was was this your first time at the SEMA show? Yeah, yeah, it was. And what was your impression of the SEMA show? Uh, big. It's more um, than you can almost take too in. much to take in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was almost too much to take in. I mean. Yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong, and uh, I probably wouldn't go again. Um, not just to the show, you know. But obviously, now I know you guys out there. I'll probably we could tie in you know, and do something. But for me, you know, it is a it is a trade show. It is a huge trade show, and it, it's aimed obviously solely at people spending lots and lots and yeah, lots of money. For sure. You know, then you've got the people displaying the cars, and and this, the, the, to go around look at the cars is great. But it's so big, you know, and it was even worse before. George told us about the Tesla tunnels, you see. So after walking about a thousand miles and and then being told you actually you could have just got on a Tesla underground and got there in about two seconds. Yeah, what'd you think? It was a bit traumatic. What did you think about the underground Teslas? What'd you think about that? That's all they're good for. That's the best thing they've been invented for. Well, yeah, this way no one sees you riding in it, but then you get out and yep. you just save some steps. But I I think it's only in Vegas you see some stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So next yeah, year when you was, come, I mean, I, yeah, it was it was bad. It was like something out of Tron, you know, with all the tunnels and the lights and the neons, and it it was good. It, that was the best thing. And I say, and, and they could you couldn't do that in a normal car. And nope. the Tesla, that's what they're great for, and it's great. They're underground, they're out of the way, and you know, it, they, they, they you know that was good. I like that. Then that was that was another one of George's. Oh yeah, just go down these stairs and get in that car. I, I didn't even know they're there. I've just walked to the other side of the world and back. I like, well, I like when I was trying to find you, you said, I'm in front of a big blue truck and I'm like looking around like there's giant trucks everywhere. Like where the heck is he? <laughs> yeah. And they were big. <laughs> Every yeah, one of them so monster trucks. I, I actually went there thinking when I spoke to you, you guys, you said you were there. I said, yeah, I'll just bump into you. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not going to bump into anyone, am I? Apart from no. people I don't know because the place is huge. No. So I, eventually that- we... That's the thing that I think one of the complaints from really a lot of people, even people that have been coming for years and years, the complaint actually was that it was too big. Like it was just too much space to cover because now they have the new West Hall. 
Yeah. And that new yeah. West Hall is another million square feet of, of yeah. display space. And it's so much to try to cover and see in one day. Even mm. if you were to go the entire week, Tuesday through Friday, yeah, you it's a lot you to need try to and do, cover. You need to do one haul per day. Yeah. That's it. It's like the five days, the five holes or whatever it was. You literally have to do one haul a day otherwise. And, and to walk around for a day looking at, I reckon in, in you know, in one of the holes, maybe 5% of the stuff I actually want to look at. But you had to look yeah. at everything to get to that one thing, you know. So, um, you know, it, it was all right. I mean, I thought about take, having to take in the car, having to stand there and that. But after being there, nah, that's a lot of money to do. Probably no gain from it at all whatsoever, None. you know. Yeah, you're so not going to gain anything from the car in there. Absolutely not. Just a bit of a, uh, you know, just to go and show off, really. It's I mean, that's just a show-off show. For, yeah. For, yeah, that's for no other reason just to go there and show off it. So you know, but I, it was good. I, I enjoyed the whole experience. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I've done it. So I showed you the Tesla tunnels, and you showed yeah. me where the paint stuff was because I couldn't find the paint stuff anywhere. I was looking all over for it, and you said, "Oh, it's upstairs yes. in the South Hall." And I finally found like the Pro Spot booth and the Seda yeah, booth and all yeah, those. That's like, it. Yeah, I, I went three days and didn't cover it all. Yeah, and it was no. just. So let me ask well, you this question. That, that that obviously, Bill. I've seen you walk and talk here. Oh my god! You couldn't cover that whole walk. If you were there for six months, you couldn't cover that place. <laughs> it's the worst. It's not me, the man. Worst. It's not me. Everyone no, is. It is. He's chatty, Kathy. Uh, he, it was yeah. the same thing at Dino's get down last week. His buddy Chuck, that was with him, was like, "I don't know. We haven't made it thirty feet. We've been here for like three hours." <laughs> it's not me. I'm not yeah. like, "Hey, friend, let's talk." People are like, "Hey, Bill, are you Bill from Let's Talk Dubs?" And I'm like, "No, yes, that I wasn't am. it. That wasn't right, it. At maybe all. that's not it. It was, it was you I being like a chatty, talk, Kathy. I, I like to talk to people. I'm sorry that I'm more friendly." than the two of you guys yeah is that right yeah yeah i mean i, I have something to say to everyone everybody and they're all <laughs> <You do>. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this andy of all the things that you saw at the sema show what's the most incredible non-vw thing that you saw like the just the one thing at sema show that you thought when you saw it you thought wow i've never seen uh, anything like that is there anything that stands out to you that was just like a shocker or something that was over the top uh, um, the, oh, the, the Mexican low rider cars, oh. I mean, I've got a soft spot for them anyway, but to actually see them in the flesh at that level inside the show, yeah. you know, I've seen them on Instagram, those two, two of the cars I've seen them on Instagram, you know, I look at them and, oh man, those cars are insane, but to actually see it in the flesh and just to take in and the comprehension of what those people have done to do that paint job and the how masking. long it's taken and it. For thousands and thousands oh. of hours to go into one bit alone, it's just mind blowing, you know. That that's my thing. I looked at that's probably the thing I took the most pictures of. Um, it was to just look at it, and I, I, you could stand there for maybe two or three hours, just looking at those cars, taking into detail, and you know, and and trying to do it without touching them as well, which is just like, oh my god, I've got to touch this car. I need to, I need to see this stuff. You know, you look under underneath, and it's just the most incredible amount of detail. It is simply on another level. You know, and, so, and you do paint, so you know what it takes to do what they do yeah. with the layering yeah. and the paneling and the ribbons and the turned steel and the, just all the detail work they do. Inside. When I was talking to yeah. a gentleman last year in the in the House of Colors booth, he said they had twenty thousand hours in one of the cars, and I was yeah. blown away when he said that. Like just trying to comprehend that. But I mean murals. Yeah. The paneling, the the striping, the uh, just everything. They do every yeah, technique possible everything. on one car, you know. You've insane. got, you have literally just got. The, these guys are on a different level, you know. You just put them on a pedestal and you say to these, you know, I said to 
it's just I want to meet these people who do this stuff. Yeah. And just, you know, you guys are just incredible at what they do, you know. Yep. Yeah, the, 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 they, they probably have five solid years of building a car and they're over the, I mean, from yeah. the, it, like when, especially when you look at stuff when they start engraving, it goes oh, over the top with engraving, like just engraving after something's been chromed. It's just, it's insanity. Yeah. The, the level of detail, but you, you, anything you saw at the SEMA show that you see making a comeback or what did you see that was like the hot car of SEMA show? Uh, I mean, I don't know really. I mean, there's, the truck thing, I yeah. wasn't quite sure about. There's big lifted trucks. I mean, there was a lot of that going on. Right. Um, I hate to say it, there. Uh, I think I quite, I quite like him, but I never <laughs> drive one. I looked at it, and you know, and I know that a lot of people hate them, and but you know, I think they're, they're just massive, and I'll, I'll probably drive it for about five minutes, and then I get bored of it. Yeah. But they were pretty cool. I mean, um, but I mean, I looked at the V dubs there. The ones that were there were really good. Yeah. You know, and it was nice to see him stuck in. There was a 56 low light just stashed away in there, you know, in the West Hall, which we looked at, which yep. was just in there, you know, yeah. on its own, getting passed by. That was quite nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, th there's a lot of drift. There's It's all this drift stuff, and, you know, it doesn't really float my boat, that, you know, and there's a yeah. lot of it, and there's a lot of that sort of style going on. And I know it's aimed at the younger lads, and they all like that sort of thing. Yeah, but, you know, it's for it's, sure a generational thing, and the and the drift thing. It, uh, yeah, I'm mm. not I'm not super into it, but myself. I do like the aggressive look of the flares on drift cars. Like I like that because it's kind of like the Kenny buses. Yeah. I've always liked the, yeah, the aggressive day. look of flares. I'm interested in how yeah. they're all taking each other out in these street takeovers where they go in the in the, in the intersection, they run each other over. running each other over. I mean, I think it's like natural <laughs> selection, right? I mean, you could drift oh, on absolutely. A that, that that there, what you've just said is perfect. I mean, yeah. I look at that. Laugh. I watch those videos on YouTube and stuff, and when it's oh yeah, look at man, the geezer got hit. Yeah, laugh. That's funny. I want to see that stuff. I yeah. want to see the geezer get mowed down while a car come around sideways, where he falls out of his car while it's driving, yeah. and he drives off into the crowd. You just think, really, you you know. Well, ever. That's not, I can now see why the police don't do anything about it because yeah. it's funny. Interestingly enough, we ran into uh, some friends of mine at the SEMA shows. We're walking through there, a, a buddy of mine who's undercover, and they were actually looking for some of those people there at the SEMA show that are that are notorious for setting up some of those the takeovers, some of those takeovers and stuff like that. So it's interesting because it's the the, the bigger issue is it's causing a lot of. Uh, damage to people's uh, personal property and stuff like that. You know when these guys are, yeah. and not to mention, you know, you know, you're. Uh, I mean, there's just been some incredibly stupid people trying to jump over the front end of a car as it's drifting around <laughs> the corner, yeah. and you know, and what happens? I think their adrenaline gets pumping, and they're 36 years old, and they think they're 16, and they go to jump over the front of a car. Not enough. Uh, they don't have enough vertical leap, and then they just get no. down. But. Yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to think. I think the, the the car of this year was the Ford Bronco that you saw done in every iteration there. Um, yeah. As far as that car goes, the VW the VW contingent this year was fairly. It was okay. There's probably ten VWs throughout the whole place. Yeah. And uh, I made a I made a video with everyone that I saw. Um, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of. A, a lot of electronic stuff happening, like like EV type powered stuff, yeah. and the overlanding things getting huge, as far as you know, people camping and living in their cars and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll see that. 
electric vehicle thing, obviously, you know my feelings on that, and I don't think there wasn't anything better that could have happened to that. It was the one that caught fire in the show. Oh, my God. You know, goodness. luckily, there wasn't any damage to wasn't damaged to anybody and you know everyone was okay you just let me get that straight first but yeah to see that being pushed out and sat in a car park and just left to burn because i don't know what else to do with it you know obviously probably not the best promotion for electric vehicles not at all. but you know yeah. what do you do and i think that's one thing that some people don't think right there's there's the the visceral the visceral experience of driving a car that 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 has a, a real feel to it the rumble the motor the vibration of the engine parts and pieces moving versus like the electric piece but the reality is you know it just it doesn't strike a chord with i think our generation we haven't been sold i think it do i think it'd be fun to drive an electric powered vw i think it'd be a good time yeah. you know especially with all that torque and power but again i would be driving it with the intent to drive it you know well, even the latest jim connor yeah. is electric right you know the one that ken blocked us to on the strip it's yeah. an electric vehicle but I mean, when you say with that feel and stuff, I mean, going go back to my going my Karma gear. I mean, I'm some George will uh, would agree with me on that one. You know, the, with the solid engine mounts, you got a yeah. lot. You get a was, lot uh, of feeling. It yeah. definitely wasn't a no electric vehicle that one. No, um, no and you can yeah. you can tell me which lifter's moving too much with how much that thing's solid now. <laughs> I think, uh, but it's quite cool. I, I quite liked it. You know, I thought myself, yeah, that's cool. I yeah. thought that was obviously part of the, the gearbox breaking driving from LA to get to Vegas. No. And um, I can only imagine what that sounded like, like when it was broken. Yeah. The noise yeah, yeah. it was making. And obviously that plus the uh, the mounts were broken. It was just like, oh, yeah, um, the mounts were solid. Yeah. George then decided that he thought that I knew it had solid mounts in it. So he left him in it. And it, I thought, oh, that'll be all right. That'll be all right. And obviously after driving into the desert for like four hours and then coming back. <laughs> We have decided that we are going to take them out of there. <laughs> it's all cool well, for I'm a not, he is. yeah. It's all cool for a short drive. After that, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's great it's for light to light driving. Like light to light yeah. driving I mean, in town because you know you're getting froggy with people and all that stuff. It's great, but when you get on the highway, it sucks. It's just that drone, yeah. that, that constant grinding in your ear. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And what year's your gear? Sixty-two. It's a 62 gear. Well, I'm going to look up what the paint color is on that while we're chatting. But yeah, yeah I listen, I think it, I'm looking forward to coming to the Volks World Show. I haven't got my passport photographed yet, but I may go do that. I'm not surprised. Today. I may go do that today. You won't know, will you? I might. I don't know. I think I, something could get no. in my way. So let's have a bet, George. Let's have a bet. Okay, not, not next, next yeah, week. By next today. by next <laughs> week, I want to have it. Listen, I, I like to set goals for myself just so I can not meet those goals. Yeah. So. Okay. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was it was great. Uh, it was great getting to meet you. And I mean, and when we and I got to meet you, and we I mean, we we did our, a couple of podcasts before we met face to face. But just kind of hanging out, yeah. I think with the, it, it it validates the hobby to me of what the hobby's all about, right? The, it's it's about yeah. the core people and just guys that are really into it. Because there's a lot of us that are that are born and bred in this hobby, right? It's our first car because we're pissed yeah. broke and we can't afford anything. And then as we get older and we get our businesses or we, we get whatever we have going and we still choose Volkswagens, you know? And, yeah. and there's those guys that come in the hobby that they buy their way in the hobby and yeah. they buy the coolest, nicest thing and you can't stand being around them. And yeah. they're not like the genuine article of those people no. that you enjoy being around. And, and it's yeah. listen, it was a great time meeting you and D and just getting to hang out with you guys was and yeah. Harvey and and Harvey. Yeah. I've got to say, Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about you. I was, so I mean, I got you. Got to remember, right? That Harvey 
Harvey doesn't really, he's not into really what I do, yeah? And right. obviously to take him around the world and, um, you know, and to bring him to a show where he doesn't know anyone, you know, and obviously it was his decision, funnily enough, when we were in LA, when I said to him about the car, I said, look, I'm not 100% sure about the car, you know, picking it up and taking it across the desert. And now I don't want to break down and me and you are stuck in the middle of the desert and I've got to worry about us dying and stuff. And he was like, I don't care. He said, come on, it's an adventure. So <laughs> it was actually go. his idea to take the car and not get, take the higher car. So it was quite funny, really, because I didn't expect that. And then obviously when you're at the show and not say so he doesn't know anyone and everyone was really cool to him and they were really engaging with him. They spoke to him. Some of them have followed him on, on Instagram, you know, they, and he likes it. He likes it that much. You know, you know where, where we're heading with this one. Yeah, <laughs> but awesome. it's just nice that everyone, not just engaged me, but engaged my son who they didn't know. Yeah. yeah, which is brilliant, and he loved it. He had a he had a brilliant time, didn't you? Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, besides the fact that Av was making tons of money and he kept coming yeah. out of the casino with <laughs> cash bags, I don't know what this. I don't know if he was knocking over cigarette machines or what he was doing, but this kid kept coming out with more money. Like, uh, I fancy I buy me one of those. Like, where'd you get all this money from? This kid, every time I turn around, he's at the tables just taking money. So that's not the way it's supposed to work. But listen, it's beginner's luck. So we'll be, we'll be ready for him next time he shows up. You know, we're not going to allow that to happen twice. But, yeah, no, I think, it, listen, if there's a way to, if there's a way to experience the state, if there's a way to experience the hobby going to another country it's different yeah. like when you go there and you've got your wife or your son or someone that's not 100 percent into it and then it just becomes the superficial let's go see these guys half of them didn't talk to us the other half were people i wouldn't hang out with or whatever the case is or you come to the states like like you did this time and it's just a bunch of people that are just enthusiasts ready to hang out and everybody just kind of just kind of hanging out together and it's just like the it's just yeah. a it's just a community of people that are really into the people in the cars, you know, and I think that's that's a yeah, big part of it. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's one thing yeah, our show good. has. And I think you're gonna I think you're gonna get a, a bigger influx of uh, UK guys next year. Awesome. I mean, a, a few of my friends have definitely decided to come uh, next year. That you know that they're really up for it. You know, we want to go. We want to come with you next year. We want to do what you do. And I said, all right, sweet. You know, it's gonna be a it's going to be a good laugh, I think. Bill's um, got enough cars. So I got some, I got some cars. We'll, 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 we'll do a, we'll do a, we're going to call it a Patriot, uh, the Patriot, the Yank lease program, the Yankees <laughs> lease program. So you come down here, we'll lease you a Volkswagen. Do you want regular size, limousine, chop top? Which one do you want? Because we've got all different kinds over here. But yeah, no, I think it'll, it's definitely going to be. Uh, Something that's gonna. I see you still have the COVID that you tried to bring over here to the states, but we we sent <laughs> yeah, you right. home. We sent you home with it. We said get out of here. Out you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew we knew you were you were planted by the king. We know what's up. You guys are trying to take back over. It's not going to happen, but it's okay. We're st we'll still be civil. We'll be civil about things. But I tell you right now, yeah. I cannot find. Well, I guess there's a. I'm, I'm looking in 1961, 62 colors. And uh, for Gia's, and I was trying to figure out what your car is. Maybe could it be Paprika? I don't know. No, I think I'll try and find that. There's I think a, it's called Terra Brown, isn't it? Or yeah, Terra. So I, I saw Terra Brown, but that shows for '62 and later. Might but, be later. Uh, what is it? '62. Yeah. Oh, is it '62? Yeah. What oh, you I think thought you guys said '61. Yeah. No. Oh, '62. Well, this picture they got up here on the internet is That's horrible. It's, I don't know. It's an abandoned car they have a photograph of. <laughs> it's probably mine. I think it is. It looks a little like it's yours. got cobwebs in it, so I'll show it to you. Yeah, but 
Oh yeah, what about, what about the, we haven't even, we haven't even broached the subject of the spiders. Yeah, <laughs> or George, I got a whole nasty text message about, about those. Yeah, well, George, uh, the, the black widows in the car. What yeah. was that about? Yeah, it was the uh, I mean, just a, the, the just infestation. The, the pure terror. Uh, yeah, I mean honestly, on top of everything else, I think if I'd have known about what was going on inside that car when we were traveling across the desert in all that madness, yeah. I think I'd have probably had a heart attack. Yeah, I don't think Harvey would have jumped in either. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole nest of black widows down by your feet in the pedals. Yeah, great. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, what you don't know doesn't it won't hurt you. Yeah, it won't hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Hurt you. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, it really is. Because you wouldn't have gotten that car and yeah. driven it. Had you have known what oh, was underneath no, it, I no way. Near it. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. If they said, here, hop in. Well, well, you know. We found a thousand spider eggs, but go ahead and have a seat. And yeah. uh, we'll see you in a couple yeah. hours. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's character building, I suppose, isn't it? Well, it. just think how lucky you are, right? That, that you, you made were, it. Yeah. <laughs> you able, I think that what happened still? <laughs> is the spiders couldn't take the noise of the solid. The solid mount scared them into hiding. Yeah. There you right. go. So those solid mounts saved your life. Out fulcrum plate, yeah. yeah, that's always good. Well, make sure Harv's got his paperwork filled out so we can get him over here as like a maitre d or something. We'll get him something where they, you know, bartender somewhere. He's got an English accent, and people really appreciate that. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get him that. We'll find him. We'll find one of these fine little gals out in front of the Orleans, the girls with the purple hair and stuff, walking around up and down with no shoes on the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Work out a deal for him. Work out a deal. Yeah, he, he can't talk. He's sitting. There, he's sitting there eating his hot. Got crisps at the minute. All these chips. Right. I don't know what he's doing. He's just now he's got a whole packet of them. So, God, that's, that's all right. Well, we'll I need to see the video because he got. We, we sent him some of those packet yeah. one chips. Mm, so mm, mm. we'll get him set up. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see him and his buddies eat those. I would stay away from those, man. Watch some videos before. <laughs> watch some videos. He won't touch that chip. If he watches videos first, he won't touch them. Well, hard. Yeah, he has. He's literally just sat here and watched it. Yeah, hard. You know now you can't back down. You were gifted those things, and you can't keep them on a shelf. They must be eaten. I love the attitude. The guys are all tough until they put <laughs> yeah, in their mouth. <clears throat> You'll be all right. It's mind all right. mind over matter. But no, what. Andy, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about your experience yeah. over here. I look forward to seeing you at the Volksworld show. I will be there this yeah. year for sure. We'll what make, time of year is it? It's in March, like March. March, yeah, March the eighteenth and nineteenth that that weekend. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll head up there. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going before or after, and it might make more sense for me to show up just before the show and then hang out afterward because it may be a little more relaxed after the show that's what that's, yeah, i mean it will, it'll probably be pretty intense but it's quite a nice madness do you know what i mean leading yeah. up to it it's 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 nice on the down on the on the afterwards but it, the, the week leading up to it it's pretty intense and if you're around the shop when that goes down and and you're part of it you know it's actually quite a cool thing to do yeah you know so have a think about what you want to do you know and i'm sure we can rustle up I don't know some old junker for you to drive around in. Something, <laughs> something. Listen, I, I, listen. You've seen the you stuff. You be careful who you hand your keys to, Andy. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Andy, you've you seen. Be careful who those keys get handed to. Listen, you see the you see the kind of stuff I drive, so you know I will. As long as it starts, I will drive it, and I don't even I don't care the door latches. So when you're going forward, the doors stay closed. So you just stay on the gas. The doors never open. But excellent. Andy, appreciate you for coming on, brother. We're uh, we're gonna check back with you sure over time. And anything, uh, well, listen, we didn't talk about one thing that you did that while you were out here, it it was released. You did uh, 
Are you wanting to talk about that car that you did, the Mercedes 190? Uh, yeah, you can if you want. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know if they want to know about this sort of stuff. But well, they're going to have to can. listen to it because they're listening to the podcast. I can't turn it off now. But, <laughs> but you know, you painted, uh, you painted the car that just came out in that video for ASAP Rocky is the rap artist name, and it's in. Uh, yeah. What's the 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 game that's in is is. Um, Need for speed. Need for speed, and yeah. it's it's a one ninety Cosworth. Is it was it an actual Cosworth? Yeah, it's, it's a two point three Cosworth. Um, yeah, so those of you that we, don't uh, know, let me put on my Pawn Stars car expert hat. The one ninety two three, uh, the the one ninety two point three Cosworth was a manual two point three liter Benz one ninety that was built. It was a homologation car so that they could race in a certain series that Mercedes had built. And they had to build, uh, I don't know what it was, a, a couple hundred of these for production to, for it to be considered a production, uh, a production sedan. And these, they were, they were a collectible car back then, but now it's even more collectible. And then in this new video game, they did kind of a unique paint scheme on this thing where they split the car down the middle, did one side black, one side white. And it was interesting to say the least. Uh, definitely looks like a hip hop artist owns the car. Um, it <laughs> doesn't look like a guy who's going to drive the crap out of it owns the car because it looks like you got to be real careful when you drive that thing. But um, with, with that car, what were you? So you were given that car. They they flew it all the way across to England for you to build that car to ship it to New York for the unveiling of the show. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I mean. Uh, it was brought to my doorstep by Speed Hunters, and anyone who's into that into the car scene will probably know who Speed Hunters are. Um, I've done some work for them in the past, and then they asked me to if well, I'd be interested in doing this, this car for Need for Speed. Obviously, I had to sign um, non-disclosure orders um, or you know agreements with uh, EA Games. It was quite a big deal, and then nothing really happened. Then all of a sudden, it got dropped to my doorstep, and they said, "Right, we need it in four weeks." <laughs> so we had to turn this completely stock Mercedes Cosworth into a, basically an Evo 2 replica. Um, but just just bear in mind that the render for the car was done first. It was just like those buses that um, Kenny's done. That the render was done for the game. It's outrageous. It's fantasy world. It's not, it's, it's not a real world car. Right. And then they wanted the, that, real, that, that fantasy car built so ASAP Rocky could drive it. For, for whatever reason they had to do, you know, for the launch of the game and drive around New York. So we literally had a, a load of pictures of the render um, and then the guys from Speed Hunters and uh, Garage Midnight, you know, they came down and said, right, let's get this car built. So that's exactly what we did. And we had no leeway. We couldn't just, we couldn't do, you know, this bit and that bit. We had to do exactly as the render said. The back of the car was from a, a Mustang. They took the rear bumper off and then, then just shrunk a whole Mustang rear end and put it on the back. The two exhausts are from a Mustang. Everything has to be like that. But, you know, you can't just take a back of a Mustang and make it small and put it on. So we had to we had to make the whole back end of that car. And you, people don't realize the amount of work gone into it. The front end was completely tubbed. Uh, John Brewster, who's uh, my metalwork guy in England, he pretty much, he started, how he got the car to sit that low and drive with the massive tubs in the front, we had to move half the engine bay about. Mm. All the rear tubs, Chris works for me, done all the rear tubs in it. All the air ride was done. So we got airlift on it. All in four weeks. Um, in four weeks. This whole oh. thing was done in four weeks. And it left and he drove it out and drove it onto the, and it got flown to uh, New York for the, for the photo shoot, which you saw, which is the one that's now been released all over the, all over everywhere. 
and it was a big trip. I mean, we still can't release the pictures of it in the shop. We're not allowed to. I'm still under, you know, this NDA. I can only release what they give me to release. It's going to be released, and I can do what I want. But, you know, for such a small shop like us to do this and to keep it quiet, and it's, yeah. it's a real big deal. Whether people like it or not, I don't really care. Same as Kenny's buses, you know. Yeah. we done it, and, and it's a, you know, it, and it, it's, it's his car. They gave it to ASAP Rocky. I mean, I didn't really know much about him, to be honest, till we'd done the car. And um, again, it's got a load of hate for it, a load of love for it, you know, but we've done it. And that's all I care about. <laughs> well, and, and now the body kit and stuff like that, did they supply that for you or they gave you some? Sweet- yeah, they supplied it and it was just total trash. I mean, it, you know, it was rubbish. We had to make all that, you know, the guys at work, you know, my team at work are just exceptional. And we've done the most amazing build in that car and you know in such a short space of time and they and everything's it's now a removable kit everything fits properly it's a you know oh where'd that kit come from you know well we we turned what was just a baked bean team kit into that really you know yeah uh, and it's good you know everything about it the splitters they're all hat they're all custom made we had to make everything on the as per the as per the render you know the guy who actually did the rendering um when he was shown the car, he was just laughing, thinking, I can't believe how this is exactly how I drew the car for the game. Right. You know? And then you, you, all the hate you get from it. But, oh, yeah, you can't drive that. You can't. Yeah, you're right. It's not to be, it's yeah. not meant to be a car that you can, you know, jump over things like Fast and Furious. It's just, a, it's a showpiece. That's what it's for, you know? Well, so, uh, so one question I have looking at it, um, because it's my show and you're starting to take over and I got a little, I just had a complex about it. <laughs> one of the things that I saw, kidding aside, one of the things I saw that was kind of unique is the no rear, no rear valance, huh? Yeah. What Now what, yeah, that, I guess it's just their concept, right? The look that they were going for? Yeah, I mean, that's it. They, took, they said, take the bumper off it. Um, it's all that, it, again, it's that drift inspired thing, you know? So. Right. It's meant to be. They wanted to see the diffuser. They wanted to see the rear, the, the Mustang rear end on it. So if you actually look at a Mustang, a new a new Mustang with a with a, with a rear bumper off, that's what it looks like. You know, it has. We had to custom made the exhaust. We had to custom made everything to make it fit the diffuser, which is outrageous. You know, and what probably won't do much, but it looks the point. It looks the part. You know, that's yeah. that's what it's all about. It's all about the look. It's not about. It's meant to be a DTM car. It's not meant to be all that. Well, it's meant to it's be exactly interesting. What it is. It's interesting too because I don't know what the name of it. I'm just going to call it the Yakuza look. I don't think they call it where they've got the front air dam that goes out like a foot in front of the car. No, it's. it's I'll tell you what it's called. It's called the Bozozuku look. Yeah. Bo Bozo like Bozo Bo-Zuzuku. the clown. Bozozuku. Yeah. I like Bozozuku. I like Zuka with them with the exhaust that come out of the roof yeah. and all that sort of madness. Yeah, that's that's intense. Yeah. So, and so yeah. it's it's kind of a mashup of styles, right? Like the front, yeah. the yeah. flush mounted front wheels, the deep dish back wheels, and uh, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of Mercedes purists that are losing their mind right now. Oh, absolutely! So that that car was signed off by Mercedes Benz. Yeah, nice. They 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 were in it, and they you know because they want to use the car. I don't know too, too much the ins and outs of it, but I do know that we once they signed it off, we had to do exactly what they said. You know, really? so they, Mercedes-Benz were involved, and they just said, listen, if that's what they're going to do, then it has to look exactly like that. We've signed this off on that, because obviously it's a big deal for them, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. That's an incredible amount of work to get done in a four-week time frame. That's yeah, four-week time frame. And I, you know, my, my, my lads at work done extremely well. I mean, they fork, the two of them, 
funnily enough, the holidays sort of fell in over that time period when it was there. So one of them only had a couple of days off and then came back. And the other one moved his holiday. You know, Chris moved his holiday. Jay moved, you know, came back early from his family holiday, which is, I never asked him to do that. That was just totally committed into getting this job finished, which not many people would do that, you know? No, no, no. No, that's, I mean, so, it's, and I'm looking at the headlights. There's like gold paint over the headlights. Is that paint? That's on it. The, it yeah. looks, uh, yeah, I painted headlights, uh, they're the, the gold cross. I painted one headlight white and one headlight black. Um, like I so say, show through with a gold cross. Um, so they're actually, they actually work. And when they're turned off, one looks black, a black cross, and the other one looks like a white cross with a gold. So when you turn on the cross, actually lights up through it. Now that's something that they were going, well, how are you going to do that then? So I went, ah. Uh, don't we worry a little self about that? I can fix it because I've, I've painted some. I've done some glass before. I painted glass, and there's a special paints we can use. Mm-hmm. And they were going, "Oh, we'll, we'll wrap this. We'll do that." I said, "Don't worry about it. I'll paint it." And I said, "How can you paint glass?" And I said, "The watch." So we did it, and it worked just fine. And that was one of the things that was tripping people out. I thought you've actually painted headlights, and they work. Yeah. So yeah. So I wonder, you know, just car guys talking. I, I wonder if so. Did they actually? I wonder if they actually gave that car to ASAP Rocky. Yeah. That's not his car. Like it's his car, then. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious if he's if, if I, I it'd be interesting to see where this car is five years from now. You know, yeah. if he keeps it, if he drives yeah, it, if he does whatever. Carry somewhere stashed away, never used again. Yeah. yeah, because you know when it's all said and done, these cars still hold these 192.3s hold a lot of value. You know. Yeah. So they've become quite collectible the past few years. But I just thought yeah. that was cool. I just thought that's one of those things that I wanted to bring up that one of us VW slum dogs ended up in the big time. Yeah. And it was you. It wasn't me. It was you. And uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay as long as I see. Well, you do know me. So does that yeah. Sort of yeah. Count? That's what I tell people all the time. Like, well, I know Andy. I'm a friend of Andy's. And they're like, who? And Ooh. I say, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, give you a little shout out for the hard work you did on Thank ASAP you. Rocky's no. Need for Speed Mercedes 190E. So, yeah. um, you guys want to check that out? Go check out the internet and search. Uh, ASAP Rocky Need for Speed Benz 190, and you'll check it out. You see all the work yeah. that that Spike did, and uh, and it came out. It, I mean, it looks it looks it looks it's cool. outrageous. It looks like a video game. You know, that's yeah, the thing. which is the whole idea. Yeah, hey, and Andy. I think the best thing is, yeah, I think it's gonna. You know, we played that game. Um, you know, when I was younger, we used to play, play PlayStation. I don't really do it anymore, but you know, and we used to, I used to love Need for Speed and. And now that car is on the front cover of the game, you know. The car that's that awesome. we built is on the front cover. Yeah. And it's just, it's a bit surreal, you know, to see that. All goes full circle, man. Hey, where did where Spike yeah. come from? What Spike? What's his nickname? Is that Spike. your nickname? <laughs> yeah. Spike is, I left school when I was 16 years old, and I went to work at a, a Peugeot garage and in my hometown. And there, I walked into work on my first day, and the guy who was the manager of the shop, and his name was Danny Cook. And funnily enough, he's an American guy who has lived in England for a long time, right? Danny Yank Cook, we used to call him. Yeah. And he, he said to me, right, who are you? And I said, I'm Andy, blah, blah. And he said, right, no, you're not. He said, we've already got an Andrew working here. And obviously, being the 80s, I had my little flat top, you know? <laughs> and he said, then he goes, no, rubbed his hand over my head and went, you're Spike. And it literally, <laughs> it's as simple and as lame as that, and it just stuck. And it, it just stuck with me because they all called me that as I walked into work. No one called me Andy when I was 16 years old and all these older black blokes just telling me, that's your new name. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just stuck. And it's that's all it is. So it's nothing exciting. It's no, like, 
mad story to it. But the guy, cool obviously, Danny Cook, I, he's still, I still, I still talk to him now, you know, and he's still in the car game and he still drives his American car. And, you know, it's quite nice that, he thinks it's quite funny that that ridiculous nickname he gave me when I was 16 stuff. <laughs> nice. That's great. Nice. Well, right on. Yeah. Andy, Andy, I'll let you go. I know it's late over there and uh, we'll, okay. we'll wrap it up. But uh, good good getting to hang with you, man. And uh, I'll see you, I'll yeah, see you at Volkswagen. Can't wait till next time, yeah? For sure, man. For sure. All right, brother. All right, guys. You take care, yeah? Talk we'll to talk you. to you later. Bye. All right. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was uh, that was our wrap up with Andy Finch, who came down. He was down here for obviously one crazy weekend, and then came back two weeks later. But between all that, we did go to Octo. We went to Octo, you and I, and Octo met with the Schley brothers. I mean, Octo was Octo. It was actually a really small turnout, which was insane. One of the cool things was the Kittyland buses, the Kittyland fire truck, the fireman yeah. buses that were there. Skinner brought them. Yep, Skinner brought those, and Skinner. Well, Skinner and Randy Carlson. So yep. Randy found them. And then connected with Skinner, and then there were two available, so they both got one. So it was a two for deal, which uh, you know I'm a little upset nobody called me a two for deal. I don't know what I would do with the Kitty Lane. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. Bus, but I would like to be in a parade, sitting on the top of it, waving at children. So um, I think it was, I think it was a good time. You know, I I definitely had uh, we we drove. I towed the. Well, so give me your take from when we went down there because you had not been to Kenny's shop. You had not done any of that stuff. So I told you yeah, guys. So we met you guys at Kenny's shop. I said, let's, <clears throat> let's all go down together. I towed, you guys drove, and then well, I was just behind you guys, and we. I said, let's meet at Kenny's shop. So you went ahead of us mm-hmm. because we stopped at one point, and you said, hey, I'm going to head to Kenny's. Give us a call when you're in town, and you'll just probably head there. So we did. We went to Kenny's shop instead of going to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And awesome shop. Really cool. Yeah, you I mean, showed just up. Mind blowing. You Absolutely showed up. Mind blowing. I was in the middle of doing a podcast with him when you guys got there. Yeah, so we got to walk around and do things like uh, it was actually really funny. The uh, rhino or hippopotamus. There's uh-huh. a rhino. I think it's a rhino from Ace Ventura's out oh, in the yes. parking lot. Yeah. So we're like walking around looking at this stuff, and Eric Black is making a joke because he drove down with us, and he's making a joke like, "Man, that looks like the like that that looks like the one from Ace Ventura." And as soon as he said it, I said. That is that one. I said it's got to be. How many more of these could there be? Where where Jim Carrey's crawling out of the butt of a of a hippopotamus or I can't remember if it's a hippo or rhinoceros, but right, yeah, the fake little prop is out in his yard. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a big hole in the butt with rubber around it, so like you crawl out of its butt, like in the movie he did. Nice. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we should have had him bring that to the one crazy weekend. We set it up so you get that, your picture. That's when you get your crazy the, weekend. <laughs> yeah, you get your picture coming out of the rectum of a of a uh, rhinoceros. I think that'd be cool. And then that freaking printer he has—not printer, but the router—is insane. Just the the ability to make whatever he wants to make is just insane. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was your impression? Because I want to get your take from when you, I tell you like, oh man, I went down to Kenny's shop and I'm trying to explain it all to you. You can't, you you can't understand it until you see it because not only does he do automotive stuff and he does concept stuff, which is insane. Meaning like they give him a drawing and he builds it off of that, off the drawings. But he also modifies cars heavily. A couple of years ago at SEMA, every Camaro, Hemi, whatever, was just wide-bodied out with 18-inch deep rims in the back and everything like that. And he had, he was one of the original guys that did that because he can do all the computer renderings. And I love when we were talking to him because everything is like, oh, no, it's aerospace specs. <laughs> it's all aero, aero, aeronautic specs or whatever, however he worded it. But it was right. just funny to, like, to hear someone talk about well, our work done in that, in those, <clears throat> in the, into that 
tolerance level, you know? Well, and especially with the, like some of the technology used and, and the, the unique perspective was that I kept telling, I kept telling him, I was trying to explain to you guys like, no, this guy just, it's the only, um, it, it's the only shop that could have built those yeah, buses. Like those after buses. you see his shop and you well, see the stuff he does. I think a lot of shops could have done it. It nowhere in that time frame. Ten nowhere in that time frame. Just because the technology has in front of him that he can do it. Right. I think other shops could have done it, but it's not in ten weeks. No way. I mean, that's insane. What we're just talking about Andy with, like that did that car in, in four weeks. You know, four weeks your materials are barely dry at some point. You know. Right. Especially in their environment, that's not hot like it is here. No, and and I think you know first, and then so now uh, Kenny, I consider the guy. A friend of mine after you know meeting him and hanging out with him for the time that we did spend together doing a couple podcasts and uh you know we're on the phone you know every now and again and he's just like i said just 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 like with talking to andy all stuff he's ogvw guy just a just a guy who loves the hobby loves what loves the the car thing and then is a vw guy at heart and so he gets all of the underlying understanding that we get by being a vw guy yeah you know what i mean like from the uh, the disappointments and heartaches, or to know how difficult or struggling some some aspect of it is, but I think it was cool to kind of connect with him the first time, and then we stayed at that. Uh, the, and so we got to Kenny's shop. Then I unloaded the limo bus because I didn't want to drive the limo bus, which was what we didn't bring. We didn't want to bring the truck and trailer down to Huntington Beach because we know there's not going to be parking for the truck. Well, and, trailer. and I didn't want to drive the bus all the way because it was just it's slow. Just, Super You'd have been slow. doing sixty the whole way, and that's like we're the, we're doing seventy five. Yeah, that's no, a big difference. Yeah, no thanks on that. Not to mention, you know? once you hit the grades, you wouldn't have been doing sixty five. You'd have been doing fifty, forty five if you're lucky. Yeah, so I mean, it's it, it was a, a planned thing to drop off the bus over there. So then we got to make Megan and I got to cruise the bus around yeah. in Southern California, which was a good time, and then driving it with uh, with all you guys. So we had a packed. Weekend already because <clears throat> Jason Dunkel and Eric Black drove down with me and I was in my bus and they were in their buses. Our intentions were, as we just spoke about with Andy, I had to pick up his new gearbox to go back into it um, that Vic built supplied for us. Um, and and so that kind of threw a monkey wrench into me leaving. So I ended up staying with you. So you and I actually went to meet Mark and Mark and Paul. Is it Mark and Paul Schley? Yeah, Mark and Paul Schley, yeah. Yeah, super nice guys. Like, Yeah, just... And innovators of our scene, straight up founding fathers of the high-performance VW scene, which was really cool. I was super stoked on that. Yeah, it was good to get to get to chat with those guys, and they're just genuine dudes, and, and yeah. they, have su- they have so much of a story to tell, which the interesting aspect of it was there are so many people... Um, there are, there are so many people that, uh, are, there, there's so much of a story to tell that trying to get it all. And they're so excited to tell it to you that I think with those guys, I'm going to do a two or three part podcast because there's so much, and there's, there's different levels of their involvement in the scene, right? When they come in at first and they're working for, um, 
uh, Dean Lowry, Dean and Ken Lowry and those guys and, and kind of helping out their shop. And then the, then the aspect of when they kind of, they're doing their own thing. And then, you know, just the, the, if you talk to them about build, you know, tell me about building your engines. That's going to be a two hour conversation yeah. because of so many things that they did do. Um, it, it was just, it's so much, their, so much their history, history runs so deep. You know? There's so much to talk about. One podcast is not going to cover it. You know, yeah. So that was that and seeing was, the Schley Museum, like it's just in their garage, but it's it's a plethora of stuff. I mean, it's insane what they have there, what they have on display, and all the little the little parts and pieces that they innovated along the way, and showing you what you like the way they had it displayed. This is what stock is, and this is what we modified it to be like in order to run in our engines and all that stuff. Just really neat stuff. Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> and the fact that they give so much credit. To the people around him at the time, that little the 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 painting they had there, kind of uh, kind of like what you were talking about with Bob, right? Um, that the, well, and, and I don't Blayton. know if they've published yeah, that. Yeah, they they did a big mural at their new garage that's got some yeah. of the founding fathers of the performance up there. And there's probably three alike on Bob Layton's. Yeah, three people that uh, yes. I heard him say that I was like, oh, that's funny because the other one is is a very similar. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but so. Well, yeah, the, I'm sure they're gonna they're doing a big write up in Hot VWs or something like that about it. But you know the the cool part was just so much, you know, getting to, getting to hang out with those guys and it was kind of a last minute deal. Joni with Impy really helped yeah, us. Kind of, awesome. we had lunch with her and then she took us over there. We kind of she got, was the introduction to the Slade Brothers. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're def we're definitely set up to go back and do another podcast with them. Uh, I was almost, because <laughs> I've been talking to Kenny about Kenny spraying the top of the bus yeah. and stuff like that. Now, his upholstery guy won't be ready till the beginning of January, but now it's like after talking to Nick with uh, Air Interiors about him making the cabinetry for the backside of the podcast studio bus, mm -hmm. I'm kind of up and down about that. So my thought is get the, uh, if, if I take the bus down there to paint it, because Kenny's like, bring it down, I'll paint it that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, and we see Kenny's shop, like he don't mess yeah, around. It's ready. The bus is ready to spray. <clears throat> it does need, like I said, it needs, it needs some work on it to fix some of the things underneath it and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. either way, um, get down there, get that prepped out, and then, or Engine get that base ready out. to spray too. I mean, some of it will have to be retouched up. Yeah. It's been sitting for a while, but yeah, it's ready to spray inside there too. So hopefully, I'm hoping the beginning, like the first octo for next year, maybe my my bus could possibly be the Bull Run bus, could and possibly be the Let's Talk Dubs bus back on the road. And I don't take offense to me not spraying it because it's time. I, I think it's time. time. Yeah. Time. I got so much. Well, you talked uh, to. I, I have so many projects <clears throat> in front of you that weren't. That yours wasn't there, and I need to devote my time to those projects. So if Kenny's going to spray it, have no, 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 at it, well, I'm stoked you look on at, that, You look at anybody who's a one-man army like you are, yeah. and they're completely buried. Like they can't. It was get, actually refreshing when Joey Giordano stopped by from Workstat Restoration to hear that yeah, he has the same struggle. He stopped by too. I mean, we've had yeah, so much going on of, that we haven't chatted a cool, about. A lot of cool mofos, you know. Yeah, a lot of cool mofos. But yeah, when he stopped by and he was, you know, he's telling me the same thing. Like he has the same kind of struggle. Like. He's a one-man army doing what he can do, and that's uh, either you accept it as his customer or you don't. That's the only option you have, you know. Yeah, it's not something that's uh, that's easy to to manage being a one-man operation like that. But let's it's talk like, about the rant that you that you went off of anyway, because this kind of flows right into that. Because like me being someone did you, who does, did you cars, hear that you heard oh, the, did. you heard the right, rant? Was, come on, <laughs> I didn't bring it up because I didn't listen to it. Right. So being someone in the industry who 
probably has under-delivered under delivered in the time frame, but over-delivered in the quality. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that's it. That, that, that's yeah. my downfall is the timeline. Once again, I'm a one-man army. I have one guy that I sub out for work, and he's part-timer. So it's not like anything is getting done in a, at a super timely manner at my shop. But the difference also is I don't take a deposit from anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody is ahead of me in paying. And I oh, think yeah. that's where a lot of people fall into this problem is when you take full payment for something and then you procrastinate in providing that product, it sucks. For example, just this week, mm-hmm. I sold four shirts. Shout out to John Limnios, Mike Mike Preston. Mm-hmm. Mike Preston. Mike Preston, uh, Todd Getty, and Ryan Corno. Mm-hmm. I shipped out their shirts this week. Give them a shout out like they build those on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a shout out, dude. <laughs> You're here. Giving those guys a shout out on the podcast. But I had them packaged on Tuesday, and they didn't ship out until Friday. And I felt bad about that, even though they still got their shirt shipped out and everything like that, because I they'd all paid for their shirts. Yeah. And it's like, when you pay for your shirt, your shirt should be on the way, is the way mm-hmm. I look at it now. And I text them all, and I'm like, hey, they shipped out today, whatnot. But when you take payment for something, you owe that person that, that product. You shouldn't accept payment or just accept 50% payment if you're not going to be able to finish it in a timely manner. Because I can understand deposits for things because materials and whatnot, although I don't take deposits on any of my full builds. You pay for it when you get billed that week is the way I do it. But when someone is building a product and you take full payment for that product and don't communicate, um, let's see, don't, don't provide any updates Right. Don't let them know where they're at in the mix and any of this stuff. That's where the problem comes into play. Because even though I may be behind on my jobs, meaning like they're not getting done in the time frames that they should have been done, I well, communicate with a, my but, customers but, regularly. But hold on, pause right there. The should have been done is like when you're building something custom and you can say, listen, I've got a timeline. And if you drop something off and say, a lot of people are just like looking for storage. Like, well, it's okay. I'll drop it off. He'll have it. I don't have a place to put it right now. Yeah. Plus, he's going to get to it whenever he can. And in, when you tell somebody in advance, like, hey, listen, I can't get to it for a while. And they're like, oh, no big deal. And then you tell them, like, listen, when I do these things, it, it takes a little bit of time. It's not something that's overnight and you're doing something completely custom. Is di- but what you do is kind of different. So you keep, you keep and you keep kind of defending some of that stuff. And and the issue is you you're not giving people commitment to timeline. And the work that you're doing is piece by piece. It's not that you're buying, you're delivering a product. Yeah. The big thing is when I see with people with products, like you're selling a product. When we had uh, the, someone reached out to me about Charles at Adam Works with getting behind on some of that stuff. And he reached out and said, listen, Charles Adamworks says having a difficult time with his powder coater. He's just going to send me the stuff raw. Better to send it raw yeah, and say, like, listen, let me get your stuff. It. Because you can either send it to your own powder coater or whatever the case is. But So it's cool that that, that was George uh, Kloppenberg that was a supporter of the podcast. Shout out to George again. We talked a little bit. Um, I did get, you know, but it's funny because I was talking to, you know, Mike at Dubfab. He gets, uh, people give him a hard time a lot because of his schedule and mm-hmm. timing. And, and, and I, and I talked to Mike, cause a friend of mine, and I said, Mike, your, your menu is too much. You have too big yeah. of a menu. You know, like you go to the, the Greek and in yeah, Barstow, mad Greek. yeah, the, the menu's like 46 different pages of bull crap yep. and it's so many different things. And the problem is when you have to, when you offer that much stuff, if you're not a big facility, you need to take it off the menu. Yeah. And so the challenge is people buy stuff and then you kind of get caught in this cycle of like, okay, all these people pay to put deposit on stuff that I don't want to put the time and effort in the building unless they're going to buy it. 
and then stuff starts getting delayed and you know i told him i said shrink your menu up man can't close everything out for sale and you're struggling right because you can't shut off the pipeline of money coming in yeah. but you, you and the thing the way to avoid that is you just don't take deposits you, you take sit deposits. down you blot a bunch of inventory and then you start to sell stuff but there's you know there's there's so much out there for example george i talked to him and he ordered a hat that small medium hat which i don't know i had none of them so i went i had one made it took me because of the shortage quote unquote Took me a while to track down a hat. I finally went to a place outside here, got a hat, cost me more money than I normally pay for hats, took it to the guy, had him embroidered as a single, cost me more money there. I didn't make any money in the hat, but it didn't matter. It's not yeah. it's not my customer's problem. It's not my supporter's problem. Yep. It was my problem for not having it. So and then I got back after the show. He said, Hey, I didn't want to buggy. You. you were having your show. Super cool. Um, I said, shoot, let me get that hat for you. So I got the hat, went through the process to get it. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what the heck happened to the hat. There's a small medium hat somewhere around here missing. So then I called back and said, listen, sorry, man, I didn't get that hat. I'll send you another one. I'll have it made this week. So I went down, bought another couple hats this time and went and had that done. And then I sent him a bonus trucker hat just for waiting. Like here's That's another, cool. an extra free hat. Another one. Yeah. But, but you know, <laughs> but the reality is like, here I am, Right. I'm expecting my hydraulic suspension kit. Which is shipping out this week, thank goodness. For the price that it was, it was $7,000. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's the quote for the full kit. Now, I have a strong feeling when I get it, there's going to be a lot of, well, that doesn't come with it, and that doesn't come with it. and I don't Because I don't know if I can take that kit and just bolt it right out of my car right now. I think you would. Because my, my thing is, here's where I'm at right now. This is where I'm vacillating right now. I'm thinking... Do I, because I we did I, I got a five-speed recently. I don't have it yet, but I got a five-speed. And I'm thinking, because we're going to put the 2.6 of the big Bertha, she's going to get put in the bus. <clears throat> and the carbon cab is getting the bull run bus motor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so am I going to do the five? the Raby am, motor. Am I going to do the five-speed? Mm-hmm. Am I going to put the, the Bert five-speed into the podcast bus? Because yeah. I bought it for the rag chop. No, nah, you put it. You put it in the podcast bus because the nice thing about that is, most likely the reason why you're making it a podcast studio so you can drive to California, Arizona, Utah, wherever in surrounding areas to do interviews with people, and that five speeds can be really nice when you're doing a, a longer road trip somewhere. Right. If you've got, and, that, and that's the thing I talked about with Preston on the podcast, the the one with uh, um, that I did with uh, the Midwest. He's our Midwest engine training builder. He's actually the guy that built the transaxle that I bought. Mm-hmm. And it's got a super tall first gear, he says. The first and second gear is like, you got to have a motor to push that thing, which I told him, don't worry, I got a motor. Got it. But, so this is the dilemma I face. Building the ultimate cow look bug, like time piece to make the the chop top, the ultimate of Volkswagens is that Berg motor with a Berg 5-speed, with the BRMs, with all that stuff. It just makes it the perfect car. Now the perfect the, car right now. But, but no, no, no. But what I'm saying is like if right now that's not the perfect car because the fourth gear is like, it's, it's ringing out pretty good. It might have that one-year-only special ring and opinion we heard about in yeah. the past from other people. But it's a little a little on the tall side. And uh, or I think it was a special third gear that comes in it, special third gear. And uh, it, it just, I would love, because that car is a comfortable car to drive. Rag Chop's a comfortable mm-hmm. car to drive. So... My thought was like, well, I'll put the Berg five speed in there. I just take my trans that's in the bus and have a super tall gear set put in it. Then I started thinking, 
or I could put the five speed in the bus, but to for the bus to lay on the ground, it's going to need to be IRS. Now, I can do the hydraulic suspension setup with the swing axle. Mm-hmm. It'll just camera the crap out of the wheels. The easiest thing is to put it in, and I and I and I think I can always convert it to IRS down the road if I yeah. wanted to. But the problem that I have right now with the Bull Run bus is the tra- after driving the double cab, the carbon cab, the trans gearing in the carbon cab completely different than yeah. the Bull Run it's bus. Like mine, it's point eight two fourth gear with the three eight <clears throat> ring and pinion. Well, that's what I have in mind. Point eight two. I I don't know because, and I, and I, and I'm not to be sure on this, but. Uh, John, my one in the carbon cab is not a 388. It's a different ring and pinion, and it's the tallest. It's he said if your I, bus I have doesn't have the that, tallest you can know. put into a bus. I'm telling you, or in a stock know. Type One box, a 388 with a .82 is the tallest you can put into it. Because uh, the .89 is what I heard you and Preston talking about, and I'm thinking in my head like, no, Bill, you got a .82. We have the same gearing. Yeah, I don't know. I've got them both written in my tech boxes in both, both yeah, your tech magazine boxes. features. Well, because that's when the car, that's when the train is refreshing. I know what's in them, uh-huh. but I know the carbon cab has a full on uh, a, a full the full daddy deal in it. So, um, pretty I, sure it's I taller. Have that issue I'm at the pretty shop. sure it's I'll taller than it. yours. It's taller than yours. I know exactly where it's at. We're leaving it at that. I'm the bigger brother, head. and my tranny's taller than yours. You probably have taller back wheels than me because I have a lower profile. But yeah, yeah. I run big stuff. Doesn't so, matter. Um, twenty three thirty two just sucks that bus up. Like, no, it didn't. You can't you run, bro. You can't mind, run, bro. You lost your. M- and you and I ran when I had forty fours on there, bro. Now that I got the forty eights and Big Bertha can breathe. Got? You have forty. What I do have forty fours. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, bring your forty eights, bro. No, bro. Bring your, it's no my, match. My forty fours say, bring bro. It. It's like a big lighter. No match, bro. Uh-huh. Like a big lighter. No, you say I just made that Man, up. Man, are you quick, bro? <laughs> That's right. So. At any rate, we're getting back to the dilemma so, that I had. The dilemma was to put the five speed in the bull run bus or have the the bull run bus re geared. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to because if I put the five speed, then I'm thinking I and need if to you gear it, you're going to go IRS. I'd that like point. to convert it to IRS. Or what would be super boom diggity trick would be to find, which are really rare, a bus five speed. They did make a bus yeah. five speed, and that would be the ultimate because it's got it's, that would require some modification. Because if I'm correct, it's longer, and the fact is with that. Hydraulic suspension, it's cracking into the torsion housing with the way that p- the pivot's going to work on it. And I don't know how feasible that's going to be. So I don't know how low the bus will get, but I don't It's going to hit frame to the ground if it's. You're not going to hit rocker because obviously the frame is the first thing to hit. So it should put frame on the ground. Right. But I think with a swing axle, there'll be limitations. It won't be able to frame out. You're going to run out of articulation in the axles mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why Mike always converts everything to IRS if you want it to lay frame. Right, that's what I keep struggling with because then, then it's like, okay, my bus. I gave Mike my parts when he was here in town for SEMA for the IRS conversion because I'm doing it on mine. I'm done with the swing axle malarkey. Yeah, but you name one car right now on swing axle. But you're not super cambered out. I'm not, but it's also I'm low and I drive at high rates of speed on the freeway, and that's what I think is my problem of the axles having a problem. I've done it three times on that transmission. That's an odd number of times to repair. Drop fulcrum plates. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think it's because it's low because it, it's. Well, locked I fixed in the there. spacing on them. The spacing on the tubes was a little out of whack, and that was my fault because I put sixty-seven tubes on it per the request or of Nate in order to run his spring plates, and I didn't get the spacing right on the axle. So I corrected that, and I haven't had a problem since. And I've driven it to California and back, and haven't had a problem. But yeah. I just think the IRS is a more efficient. 
my bigger thing is I just want my bus. I just want that bus back on the road. I hate having stuff that doesn't run and drive and it just makes me crazy. And I want to, and I just want to get stuff moving on it. But it's just one of those things where I'm just trying to, that's where I'm caught right now. Do I use the five speed for the bull run bus or do I just put a tall, because the tall four speed in the carbon cab is the same fantastic. Gear. Even no, what your buddy I, correct, said about the about gear. the five speed, correct, the, correct. Four, the fourth gear is the same. It doesn't change. That's why I'm thinking. That's why I'm thinking. I might just put the five speed inside the rag chop because I think it's just it just makes it the it now makes it the ultimate yeah. cow look chop. But it has every option: impy gauges, Berg five speed. I don't Berg lack motor. anything in my four speeds. No, no, like, no, no. As far I as driving either. my bus, I don't, it's never like ah, oh, if there was one more, like correct. even on the freeway, it's flying. You but know, when so. we're talking about my bus. When we're talking about my the chop top, the rag chop, it runs out of gear. It runs out of gear, but not and now that we changed it because we did do the ignition upgrade on that, which made yeah, a huge, huge. So to give you guys a little backstory on that, I had an eighteen hundred cc machine in eighty eights with a uh, seventy four. So the motor's eighteen hundred cc, and we had um, a double oh nine distributor on there, and it just always felt super lethargic, yeah. right? It just never, it just felt like it never had any crack. To, yeah, like it, it wasn't crisp. It didn't. No. It, it didn't take off hard. You didn't feel pull. George blamed oh, it, it on funny. the DCNFs. He said it hates DCNFs. All that crap. No, it was probably might be the six and a half to one compression when I did the well, compression it's, ratio. On it. It's seven, that's seven. what I was telling you. Like this should re- no, it's six eight six what eight to mean? one is what you compress. I calculated a compression. Based you on? remember I had the motor apart. I had taken the head off of it. Did you? Yeah. And we measured out the CCs, and I measured out the deck, and I when said... When did we do that? When it when we were at the underground garage. When we first got when the we engine. we first got the motor, we put new pushrod seals on it because that's, it was sitting since the 80s. That's when we should have... And I was telling you, we should... <laughs> and I mentioned to you, like, hey, we should add some compression to the motor. He's like, nope, Jeanberg built it that way. That's the way I want it made. I said, all right. And I was on the mistake that Jeanberg had built the motor. And but, he didn't. But and, regardless, he is a low compression guy. He would have set it up that way. And with the new distributor on it now, that thing rips. Like it no, was, and that's what thing rips. I wanted to bring up. Like with those, C, so I did the CB, the CB drop in Magna Spark distributor, one hundred ninety nine bucks. Yeah, with the coil and the distributor cap and wires that woke that motor up so much that the the limo bus that I have, mm-hmm. I think I want to order one for that yeah. for that sixteen hundred. I think it'll make a big difference. I mean, getting that kind of spark, just getting such a better complete burn in the fuel. It's the fuel curve. Or I'm sorry, the advanced curve. There's multiple things that play there. Obviously, you're getting a better spark. Because right. you have a stronger coil, you use the the different resistor wires, all the good stuff. It's the advanced curve is what the big difference is. Double nine is garbage. It's made for a freaking a, a, a motor that's going to sit on a stand and run some piece of equipment all day along with one horrible advanced curve. And for some reason, the off-road industry really fell in love with them, and, and they've become the norm on our cars. And it's not a fan of them. You could talk to anybody that's distributors, the 010, the 019, or if you're going aftermarket, MSD, well, CD, and that and those. that's the thing. Technology has gotten to the point where it's like, why waste your time with an old distributor? And they have new yeah. billet distributors that go in. I'm an MSD reli- guy. They're reliable. All my other cars have MSDs. I'm straight up MSD, like yeah, the real deal. When, and that's but, exactly what CB copied. If you take an, uh, but a when CB you're talking apart, cost difference, there's a there's substantial, a huge, substantial cost, huge difference. cost difference. Yeah. So we got the last uh, the last setup that I got was the one that we bought at the bug in from. I from forget. Tiger's buddy. Um, yeah, I forget. I forget his name, but yeah. we bought a distributor set up from him. You like got a, a distributor, right? The coil, a brand new set of plug wires in the box, mm-hmm. and wasn't it a six AL box? I think a six AL box, like the actual box too. Yeah, that we got off of him mm-hmm. for two hundred bucks, two hundred, three hundred, three hundred bucks. Yeah, and I said, Bill, you got to buy it. I said, this distributor alone, because I have one, mm-hmm. is a three hundred and forty dollar distributor, and. 
It was there. Yeah. Along with the brand new plug wires in a box and the coil. Like I was like, it was too good of a deal to pass up. Yeah. And some people aren't MSD fans, but I have had that on my bus since 2011, or on that motor, I should say. Been since a, I built the bus in 2011, or built the motor in 2011, it's been on that same MSD distributor. Play, George. That's child's play. And it's play. going and never had a hiccup. Child's play. The distributor on the Bull Run bus has been on that distributor. It's what? Mallory Unilite. It's they're they're awesome. Similar. They're, they're awesome. A dual optical pickup. It's it's a very different firing than than the. Uh, but I've had I've than, had no issues with that Mallory no, forever. I had a Mallory on my single cab. I had a Mallory yeah. Unilite on my single cab. They're awesome as well. Yeah, but so, that's also another three hundred and sixty, three hundred fifty dollars stripper, you know. But uh, but uh, this is my point. My point is, it made such a Huge. noticeable driving difference oh, yeah. that I was I would I'm gonna buy one for every car that I don't have yeah. one on. So I have one on the class eleven. Class eleven's got actually an MSD and yep. the class eleven. It's a, we're talking that about that, that that thing scoots like crazy. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's for sale right now for like sixteen grand. Someone could give me an offer. But that is a screaming deal considering what it costs to build big motors oh yeah. nowadays. People oh should yeah. like to, first off, you get a really cool looking Baja with it, right? And you get a twenty two seventy. What is it? Twenty two seventy six. Twenty two seventy six with forty eights. Berg Berg linkage, Berg manifolds, MSD ignition. We really clean that motor. That thing up is clean, a clean, lot, a clean, lot. clean. Yeah, and it runs crisp and it's got power. Yeah, it's snappy, yeah. real snappy, but. So with that, I think we discussed earlier today, my plan is like, okay, I got no bites there. Now, I haven't posted on the Samba, and I may just throw it on the Samba just to see what kind of action yeah. that I get. And I think if somebody, the, the real value for that car is like central, Midwest to East Coast because it's a, it's a rust-free car. Yeah, it's a solid driver. It needs some. It needs some wiring stuff cleaned up. It needs on it. ball it needs, joints rebuilt in the front. It needs some wiring issues taken care of. Yeah, um, we just saw right now a wheel cylinder is leaking, but we'll fix that before it gets sold to somebody. And because my thing is, I don't mind having it. Like just having it's got a fresh it, transmission in it. Having it on that trip that we did that big cruise that mm-hmm. was so fun, man. Oh, that yeah. thing. That thing's just a cruiser. What I really, it looks so good on those tires. I hate those tires. Those tires are so twitchy in the wind because it's like a yeah, very it's like it's like a five twenty. Um, it's a small footprint. Yeah, it's it really just is. Uh, why are people gotta text me on this. <laughs> and so it's uh, if I if I were to keep if I'm keeping the class eleven, which I don't have to sell, I just want to sell it because I'd rather have somebody else enjoy it because I can't give it enough time. I like it to be a door slammer. Get out there, close door, take that car, go wherever I need to go in it. If I'm keeping that car, I'm gonna change. Um, I'm going to change the wheels to a set of steelies on there, so that the offset is correct. As much as I like those Douglas wheels on there, or I've got to get widened fenders so that the fenders, so the tires don't rub on the fenders, and I can keep that thing looking good like it is. But my first plan of attack is I'm going to look for a dual port motor to put in there, dual port 1600, put a single little uh, stalker. A little stalker in there, dude, in that. And I don't know if it'll push that fourth gear though. But uh and then I'll drop the price to probably like eight grand for it, you know, which I think would be a heck of a buy, you know. But I mean, uh I think there's lots going on. We've got to pep up the limo bus, but love driving limo bus at the I'll be curious if we get a Magnus Spark for that, how it makes that thing feel. It's on a double nine too, right? It's on a double nine, yeah. So, so we'll just We'll just I'm take, gonna make a piece of art with all the old double nines I have around the shop, just like some spiral of double nines. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna order one of those today if we get off the podcast. Of course, CB Performance should be hooking a brother up, but uh, there you go, you got your free plug. You get your free you plug. get your free plug. Enjoy. But, uh, um, they had a good deal on those, and well, I'll, they shouldn't be paying for it because I'm telling you right now, get an MST instead. 
Yeah. Wow. They got a good buy. They got a good buy on that distributor, that distributor and coil pack setup. Um, people have complained back and forth on it, but, uh, what can you do? One of the other things I wanted to talk about earlier, <laughs> this is gonna, this is a long podcast guys, but hopefully we're going to drop this one over Thanksgiving day weekend. So everybody's got a lot of time to soak this one up and hear about a lot of different stuff. One of the things that was on there was there's a for sale buy sell group. And there was, um, earlier this week, uh, Kevin Zagger had, a uh, W Declid, and he was like 750 firm. Don't try to talk me out of it. Whatever he, he had put, like he put this post where Kevin, if you're listening, your post comes across super arrogant, like that kind of like that kind of guy. I know you're not trying to be that kind of guy. I know you don't want your time wasted. So just close the ad with saying firm, firm price, no negotiation. But you don't got to put. Don't call me time waster all because because all it did was just rat, round everybody up. It rattles the cage and people yeah, just get, get everybody all fired up. This is my attitude on stuff like that. If it's a if it's such a great deal at that price, it won't be for sale very long. Mm-hmm. Anything that's a good price and a good buy doesn't perf- last. A perfect example, perfect example, and it doesn't need to be cheap stuff. Perfect example is a Berg five speed. Yeah. One popped up available for sale. I have I have one in my split that yet remains to be seen, and I had one in my Type Thirty Four Gia, the Berg Five Speed. If you can find them today, they're about seven thousand bucks. If you can find one, because mm-hmm. between the kit, somebody building it, all that kind of stuff, one popped up available for sale for thirty five hundred dollars. It was in Georgia. I reached out to my crew, my Let's Talk Dubs Army, and apparently everybody went AWOL because I couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't find anybody Deserters. in Georgia to get me this. <laughs> trans and so i got on the phone with the guy talked to him it was part something they pulled out of a car that was built and all kind of story with it so i talked to the guy it was over a holiday weekend and so i said all right well we'll connect he's like well i'm out of town anyway blah 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 so the following monday comes and i call the guy i said yeah well i'll buy it let's just work out the details so he sent me the thing the wire transfer information i just wanted somebody to put eyes on it right I called the guy on Monday. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to follow up on that trans about sending, I want to send you some money today. Oh, the tranny's already sold. So I was really irritated at that point. And then right away, um, someone saw that I was interested in that tranny and they said, oh, hey, uh, there's one for sale in the Midwest forums. So I said, how much is it? They said 4,500 bucks. We ended up negotiating down to $4,200. I bought the trans and I'm happy to pay that for it. Those trannies do not last long. Mm-hmm. You see a Berg five speed up for sale, it disappears. It's gone. So getting back to the getting back to the the point of like Kevin's post, it's like I know this is a deal. This is a great price. Like, dude, if it is, you don't got to tell anybody because it's going to be gone. So then, so then the next thing that I see is Brian posts this one. Brian posts something about his. Uh, he's got a car for sale. He found he's, he's got a double cab in Paraguay or whatever the case is. So this double cab he has in Paraguay is for sale. And he he says, I got this double cab German built. And let me see, Brian. He's I'll read the ad. And it's so it's so funny some of these ads, because I read these and I think like, I'm like, like, Brian, why'd you do that? Why did you post that? Because everybody's just losing their minds. You know, these guys. They get crazy with these uh, 
with these things that they post and everybody just starts this whole thing. So of course everybody starts to dissect the pictures and then they're downloading pictures, zooming them in times a thousand, looking at things in the reflection of the glass or whatever the case is. And, uh, it was, it was pretty funny because, uh, you know, he posts on there, I've got this double cab. It's a German built double cab. I will buy it for you. Now, anybody that knows who Brian is, and maybe Brian wasn't clear enough in the post that he is, but I thought he was pretty clear. He says, we take care of the, the transporting for you and all that kind of stuff. And, and they do a good job. We've had Brian on the podcast. He's imported some cars. He's been imported probably over a couple dozen cars at this point that he's brought in. And, um, I'm looking for the ad for sale, but he put that up there and everybody just started going crazy. One guy, one thing I thought was funny is he had put a picture of the, he had put a picture of the Vintag and then the number plate in the car. And then someone said, Hey, how come those numbers are a digit off? And then I started laughing because I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird that they're a digit off, but it's pretty funny because you know, he says, I'll import this car for you guys. It's 15 grand for a double cab. Have you seen the ad, George? Mm-mm. So it's 15 grand for a German built double cab coming out of Paraguay. And um, it's, uh, let me see, for Brian. Look for an ad for Brian Hamrick. So it's, a, it's in Paraguay. Some of the German built stuff ended up over there. And, it's got different gates, just like everything over there yeah, it's in, in that area. Everything they kept it super, alive, it's however got like, they were going to keep it alive. It's got like smooth gates on it. It's got just all kinds of all kinds of weird stuff happening with it. And so I saw it on there, and everybody just started hammering this dude about uh, about all this stuff. And I thought, well. I think the Samba, that site for the people on that Samba buy sell group, man, those people are, those people are relentless, bro. And I would be kind of like the Samba itself. It is, and that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of guys our age kind of walked off the Samba, like we don't even go on it more. And it's just more that it was so much of an ordeal dealing with people, and everybody had something. And it's one thing, like they all had something, everybody has something negative to say about your car. And it's like, dude, shut up, man. If you can't say something cool about somebody's stuff, just move on, dude. There's no need to get ridiculous and a bunch of freaking bull crap with, you know, well, I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that. But with that, with this particular bus that he's selling, it's 15 grand, which is a fair price for a double cab. It's a complete, it, I'm certain as old as it is in the climate it's in, it needs Got some rust repairs, yeah. period. Okay. It's a rolling turnkey. I don't know if they said it was a runner or not, but then everybody just started <laughs> started hammering him like, "Why you don't even own the bus? Why would I give you the money? You're just the middleman." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, maybe they didn't read the ad that that's what he does. Yeah, he's the middleman. That's what he does. He gets yeah, it he, from here to there. He imports the stuff. That's what his job is. He imports cars. But it was. Uh, well, you can't it's, please everybody. That's yeah. what I'm sure. That's what you got to realize. What's interesting is how people act with some of this stuff. It takes res- personal offense to it. Like, oh, how dare you put that ad up? Take it easy, bro. Yeah, there's a there's a and, lot of people. And no one's coming for you. A lot of people getting crazy. And and that's the thing. These guys, oh, this was the best one. So here's here's one that I saw yesterday. So some guy took lug nuts. Squirrel. So No, this is we're the same topic, bro. Okay. This is the Samba buy-sell trade. This guy said he took some lug nuts and welded some rings to these lug nuts. And then 
what he wants with these lug nuts is you'll thread them I see, in. I see what he's got there. He's doing trailer tie downs. So he's doing trailer tie downs that go on that, right? He says, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is where this guy screwed up. So Dan Martin says, saw these lug bolt tie down points for trailing on a Porsche site. Made my own exclamation point. I welcome all constructive criticism. Your first yeah. mistake on the Samba. Because everybody's a professional welder. They're all stacking dimes online. He's the only one telling the truth because he says this next sentence, which is pretty critical. I'm not an engineer. Meanwhile, he didn't know the Samba is full Full of of engineers, right? I'm not an engineer and have no no way testing the concept. Update. Lots of likes, some real feedback, and a few jokes. Thanks, everyone. I'm not here to argue or to get the Darwin Award. It's an idea that I saw and I shared. And so <laughs> there's 177 comments on this thing. And it's so freaking funny because the first thing that he says is, you know, he's like, he welcomes it. I, I'm just looking for some construction criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. And uh, there's so many. Uh, I so bet he got a lot of So that. here's a guy. Weight of the vehicle plus inertia, inertia two times GFO times time distance equivalent weight load. So 2,000 pound car traveling at 65 miles an hour with a panic braking event of two seconds, more than 7,000 pound load after these stupid lug nut things. You are not, <laughs> you are not worried about all snap off the car and the trailer would fly off on the back of a tow vehicle. Uh, it's like these guys everybody here is an engineer and has so much to say that it was just crack. It was cracking me up. You know, it's like these don't have, everybody starts talking about tensile strength and load and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, uh, I'm looking at these things thinking, well, if you've got, you're towing this car, you have the emergency brake on this car first. Second, when you're talking about, everybody starts talking about all these load ratings and all this. And meanwhile, most people just wrap the axle strap around like the axle tube. Well, seven seven thousand pounds of force, like it'll pull that axle tube. It'll collapse your axle yeah. tube. You know what I mean? I've never seen, and I've slammed the brakes many times with the trailer. I've never seen an axle tube completely crunched in or any of that kind of stuff. So, um, I thought that was pretty funny. And then I was looking for, I was looking for the ad um, for the double cab. But there's so much, there's so much stuff, and everybody's got something to say. And my favorite. My favorite thing is everything that people post on there, someone has something to say about it. Someone knows a little bit more than that guy. And and, and that and those are the people in the hobby that need to get out of the hobby because they make it awful. They make it such a drag to be around those people because they're usually a know-it-all and they have nothing. They don't have a car. They don't have anything, but they've got an opinion about everything. And well, those we, those are the people that make the hobby suck. You go back opinion. to what Andy was talking about. Like there's a 60-40% ratio on, on Kenny's buses that he built. And let's say it's 60 positive, 40 negative. The 40% of the people that are negative towards it, do what have they built that's groundbreaking and better than that? What have they broken a mold on and strayed away from the norm and done? And the answer is zero. Well, I know? had I had a guy that uh, when I was Build, when I put the thread up about the double cab, that was the last time I was on the Samba. So Dave McFarlane and all his mouth, all stuff on the Samba when I was building the double cab, mm-hmm. that just irritated me. I'm like, and I thought to myself, I don't even know why you're getting mad, Bill. You don't care about any of these. But no, no, honestly, I said, you don't care about any of these people's opinions, but I was just sharing what I was doing with people out there yeah. that might motivate and inspire some people. And somebody had made a comment about, 
something with their opinion. And then I just clicked on the guy's name and started looking at all the stuff he's done. And I said, yeah, I saw the freaking trash welds you did on your own narrowed beam cheapo. Like there's a difference of the guy that's doing it. And usually the people that are like, oh, I just do that myself. And then you go look at their work. It's hot trash usually, you know, but what it, what it does, it stifles people's development of further doing stuff that's different it's definitely going to make them think twice before they make a post about something like that i mean that guy has 176 comments on a post about lug nuts that he put a ring on to tow a car with right i mean yeah and and 176 comments on something like that like there's probably not 176 comments on a on something important in this world (laughs) there's a lot of people that got a lot of feels on this here's another here's another one this one's Mike S. Schaefer says 67 21, 21 Deluxe for sale. I I just have too many projects. Been sitting on my lift now for four years. It's a survivor. Was going to do it all. It was going to do all the mechanical and interior and rock the original exterior. Comes with complete new interior from Wolfsburg West. Brakes and complete new turnkey 2110 scat engine. Freeway flyer, trans, it's not installed. Pretty solid bus for being East Coast. Would consider trailing for trading for Harley Davidson knucklehead. So this guy's got a 6721 window deluxe that is a quote unquote survivor. It looks like it's from the Midwest. It looks like um where did he say he was? Mm. He's a wheeze. I mean, this thing is you could you make it a ratty driver? Yeah. You could. Absolutely. Is that worth forty five thousand bucks to you? That's relative. It's got a new well, I'm asking the question. It's got a it's so it's a 21 window. It's a 21 window. So you got to take that in consideration because that does add value. Okay, take it into consideration. 67 look last at these year, picture. the split buses. Look at I'm this looking picture. at the picture. I see it. Lot, it's a late 67. It's got reverse lights. She's got a lot of rust on her. A lot. When you see rust around the windows like that, yeah. a little uneasy. A little uneasy. Yeah, it's um, going to be a project. And and you'll have $100,000. If, like, if you went to restore that, you'd have over $100,000 into that restoration. Yep. Everybody goes, oh, these things, you know, when they're done, they sell for $150,000. And it's like, yep, you're going to have 150000 into it. Well, and it that's to the get thing. That, so know? I think forty five grand is, pr- but you have a new that's motor. top of the tier. You've got a new motor, a complete new TMI interior kit with it. That's a bonus. He said so a new motor? That's six grand and a brand new 2110, yeah. Oh, I mean. Brand, hold on, brand that, new. That changed t- the game. I didn't hear the 2110. Well, hold on, but you got to remember, you're going to want to lower this bus. What's that going to cost you? Lower this bus I'm the right you. way. What's it going to cost you? But, 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 once again, you got a 20, you got a 2110. Brakes. Okay, hold on a second. It says complete interior from Wolfsburg West. What's that cost? A new interior from Wolfsburg. Probably be about four. Four grand? I'd say four or five four. grand. And brakes uh, comes with complete new interior from Wolfsburg. Brakes and complete new turnkey 2110 scat engine and freeway flyer trans. That is not installed. Pretty solid bus. Forty-five grand. That I, doesn't th- seem so far fetched. No, to me. Th- my my attitude, my my thought process is that thirty grand. Somebody will buy it. Someone who's got money just wants a twenty-one is going to buy it. But if you're going to keep it stock, which you're not going to do with a twenty-one ten, um, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's not too far off. I don't think it's so crazy. It's not. No, I'm not saying it's outrageous. It's high priced. It but is. Do it's high priced. But do you, do you know what the sound is? Do you know what the sound is? Just for you guys, that's uh, that is uh, send that to the guy. That is uh, that's Chad, man. 
Chad and the El Gato bus. El That's Gato him. Bus got he fired got up. it home. Same day he got it home, he got it fired up, which That's makes awesome. me so stoked, man. So Bill just received that text. Yeah, I just got that video. So uh, he, you know what, man? It just further proves to me he deserved that bus. Like, 100%. Totally into it. He got his kid underneath there. He jumped the starter. And they freaking and and they got it going and uh, that's so cool, man. I'm so stoked for Chad, man. And Chad got himself what? a nice bus, six G's. Uh, like six G's, you put a thousand dollars in that bus. You got a it, hopefully it's a driver. He, when I talked to Chief, who wasn't parked it, he said it ran, everything was fine, there was Except no issues. Starter. starter went out, put a starter in that bad boy, put a key in there, and you got a freaking cruiser. Dude. I mean, yeah. you have to go through the brakes stuff like that. But a thousand bucks, you got a bomber of a bus, dude. What's this guy's name here? Uh, this guy's Michael Mike S. Schaefer. So. Mike S. Schaefer. I and think he's in. I think you're a pretty fair price. Northeast Maryland at, is the only thing that concerns me because if that yeah, means the whole bottom bucket. side of everything's all rotted, it looks rusty. It looks pretty yeah. rusty. But like you said, 2110 freeway flyer, new interior. And like you're getting a lot of goodies with that, to where you could make it a really cool driver. You're gonna have another five six thousand dollars in <laughs> suspension. And East Coast, that's the thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I found the ad for the double cat. And so back to the 21 wheel bus, it's an East Coast bus. Yeah. Which over time West Coast, Coast people like me gives me great, great concern yeah. of buying that thing. Now, now this is the ad I found for Brian Hamrick, 62 German built VW double cab. Um, it's, uh, hit that Bluetooth button off so that, uh, that I can get that. That's my Corvair, the turbo Corvair. I got to go pick that up now. Um, but this one says it's a it's a bus out of Uruguay. I'm looking at the pictures, so it is a it's a bullet nose, bro. You know they got nothing but class, nothing but class over there in Paraguay. You know why? Horrible Rossi. <laughs> Don't get mad, bro. There's Rossies on this bad dog. Rossies, bro. Rossies it looks like little, little 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 bit of bondo on that front nose, like a lot. But it's a double cab. I mean, just the structure, of the double cab alone. I know Eric Young's in the market phone right now, and the prices are insane. Bro, fifteen grand gets you a double, double, double. Yeah, walkthrough. I don't think these are the original seats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is going on there? Is that actually a walkthrough? No, it's not a walkthrough, bro. They put bucket seats out of a it's to- got Toyota. Two buckets in there. Out of a Toyota Shim Sham on it, and uh, yeah, bro. She I don't know what's. Work, I don't know what's going on these greats, but uh, she needs some work. So this was the piece. funny part, right? So they posted a picture nine five nine two three zero. Of that, and then someone posted. Then he posted a picture of the metal tag, and it said nine five nine two three zero. So that's interesting. Yeah. So now they go to picture of the matching VIN tag, but before it wasn't a picture of the matching VIN tag. And then let's see what the comments are on this, and see what everybody has got. So do they have say. to make a new VIN tag? <laughs> well. They can make a lot of things in Brazil, George. Hey, guys, you got that one number off over there. Can you make another one real uh, quick? Yeah, hold on, boss, hold on. <laughs> Let me get you another one. And, uh, yeah, this guy, just curious. Uh, cool, he's going to be at the shop at 3.30. We'll go pick up the Corvair. He said, just curious, how are you going to export it out of Brazil? The car was never registered there and has no Brazilian documentation. One of the most important Brazil custom requirements is that any export must be blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. That's all this guy does for a living is freaking <laughs> import cars out of Brazil. I'm pretty sure he's got the way out, dude. Right. This is not like, the great escape. I'm pretty sure you can get it out of there. Ridiculous yeah. people. It's all it, this guy does. But the problem it, is they don't know that. If they it didn't doesn't have podcast. Brazilian papers, it will never be able to be out of Brazil. And then Brian says, we can do it. There is a path for that, and we have done it. If you're interested, let me know. Yeah. Like, this is what I do, right? Uh, read this ad real quick, please. 
So just the, read his ad, the so, top of it. What does it say so there? Brian's does he specify ad, that he, he'll... Well, we're going to critique his ad. We'll go, yeah. give Brian a little talking to here. Thanks for all those that pointed out the VIN plate stamp mismatch. I got the right pictures. The other plate was for another double cab that already sold. I assumed it was worn off. The VIN registration is that is common in Brazil being done in error. Early VWs screwed in v, VIN plates. I have references as needed. This bus in is in Brazil and came out of Uruguay. I don't know why the gates are so odd, but it's a factory double cab. Most single and double cabs that have the gates removed are put on. They put on wide gates for more cargo than when the next owner gets it. Sometimes they, they make it home. They make homemade gates or whatever. And I just lost the freaking ad. Where'd it go? Okay. Um, no trades. I will act as you're buying. What in the world? Oh, my goodness. Bro, man. don't talk to me, bro. You didn't oh. see me. I touched nothing. I've never seen a guy cry about everything. What is going on here? This four-finger swipe on this, this thing? This boy's got to go to the bathroom. That's why. No. What in the world? So, um, yeah, he's posting it from U.S. Combi Connection. So, I would think that he's going to. Yeah, 60, oh, the, <laughs> this is the original ad. 62, 62 German double cab, $15,000. It is in Brazil. Standard style gates available from vendors there. Extra cost, transport to port, shipping and customs. Available if desired, restoration in country, but not required. This will not last, nor do we have any additional pictures. You'll have to just know that it's a German, it's a real German factory built. I already have my... Double cab. Otherwise, I'd be all over this. If interested, please be prepared to move and send your payment for the double cab. We do not own this, and we are we will be buying it from the other. Uh, we can figure out the cost for your restoration levels uh, desired along the way. And then uh, I think they may have deleted a bunch of comments because there's only three here. But uh, let's see here. I'll trade the owner for my Harley if delivered to USA. That's... Uh, Shahan Stewart, yeah. Uh, no one's going to trade for your Harley, bro. Um, at any rate, uh, I think it's... Um, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'd pay 15 grand for that. I don't. I mean, it's got Rossi's, which was, <laughs> was a Man, deal clincher. Right there, it was a huh? deal clincher for me. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, but you're not finding it's double gonna cabs. It's going to be questionable. And yeah, double cabs yeah, are expensive. Yeah, but you, you want a double cab, you're going to pay. Everything Eric DeYoung is sending me is $36,000 and up. And I'm like, what you're, the? You're going to pay. So, uh, And that's why I'm so stoked about. I'm so stoked that bus is running. El Gato runs. And I'm glad I was able to sell something to somebody and keep it moving forward. I think uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of those out there. I love this 84 Brazilian that he had. Um, that was a cool. That was a cool deal. And matter of fact, that was funny. Th this that eighty four double cab was twelve grand, dude. Twelve grand. I'd buy that for like when we were talking, and the upholstery guy came in to to your shop. Our lo the local upholstery guy Daniel came in, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Hey man, I really want a double cab." I said, "You want a double cab?" I picked up the magic phone and I said, "Brian, what double cabs ever sell?" And he said, "He had this one and another one. The two that were there together was a split window one too that was kind of haggard." And it was like 16 grand for both of them. And I told him, I said, if you want, I'll go half with you. I'll just sell the other one when it gets here just to help with shipping and whatever. And uh, he backed out. But you got to move. You want these things, you got to move, guys, because everybody the, wants they got to pay for it. The longer you wait, the less are going to be available. And if you build a Brazilian knowing you're built, listen, man, my attitude, dude, at what Kenny's doing, buy all the Brazilian buses and make them what Kenny's the doing. The 15 dude. window is Brazilian, by the way, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Up that guy's butt 
for ruining a 15 window. It's a Brazilian. Really? Yeah. Who's saying that? It was a bunch of crackheads on a on the internet about the about Kenny's bus. What do you mean? Is that what they were saying on no. Kenny's bus? Who's no, bus? that's a Brazilian. I know. No, but the oh, people, were, people were people were going. I can't believe him. you would do that to a 15 window. But people, are it's stupid. a freaking Brazilian. And if yeah. anybody knows anything, a Brazilian's a pretty rough bus. Well, and those, it, that guy made a work of art out of it. But even if you found a cherry Brazilian, I I think it's I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool thing, man. I think it's it's a cool deal to do that to Brazilian. I would drive the absolute crap out of that bus. That is so rad, dude. Look, he pulled first thing he just pulled the freaking taillights out. Absolutely. I told you that too. I'd be shaving those things immediately. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up, B. All right. Well, George T, I think we got look at that. It's, that's a sweet noise to see that bus it running, is. bro. It's that's got me. Running. That's got me happy, bro, for him. I'm s I I I think we'll we'll see that bus over at uh Buses by the Bridge, hopefully. Or buses by the bridge, dude. Well, guys, that was our uh, round table. We wrapped some stuff up. We do we we didn't even get to uh some viewer emails and stuff that I got a bunch of. We'll, we'll do another round table. We'll this do another round table we'll drop week. we'll we're gonna drop this one over the holiday weekend. So everybody's got a little bit of extra listing stuff to do in their garage. And uh if you guys are 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 into it, another it's good. Another good beep for you guys. So at any rate, guys, uh, until next week, man. Oh, hang tight. George, you're going to have some hats for sale. So we're going to check George's Instagram in about a week. He'll have some hats yeah, available for sale. Instagram show, or Instagram store. My shirts and my hats will be available on Instagram. Cool. So uh, at the wagon. So you guys can get with George at the wagon to buy some merch and support uh, George's thing and uh, show your support for the. And thank you for everybody who wagon. has purchased shirts already. A lot of local sport. A lot. I sold quite a bit of shirts. Uh, Tristan and Lionel purchased theirs at Octo when I saw them up mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of strangers I didn't know about them in, in there too, but <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Thank you everybody for for supporting me that that well, has purchased a shirt or who will in the future. Well, cool guys, we appreciate all the support. And anybody interested in my '68 Class 11 and have your own motor for it, you guys hit me up. Send Open me a to message. trades too, by the way. You got something cool? Let us know, bro. <sighs> I'm not mad at you for trades neither. So, until next week, guys. Later. Probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. 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 Volkswagen.